welcome Ascent 420 podcast, um, number 17-ish, I think. We're going to get these uploaded soon. <laughs> we'll get this right. <laughs> and um, we're trying a new joint today. It's got a filter on it. I think the person who rolled it with a filter probably got a vaccination. <laughs> That's why it's done so. <laughs> yeah. Would that person be sitting probably. there? Would that person be sitting there? <laughs> probably now? social distances. They're probably wearing a mask right now. <laughs> Do we have to smoke it through a mask? <laughs> That's right. We got to smoke it through a mask <laughs> and a filter. Right, because um, having resin lungs is so cool. <laughs> Little Mandarin cookies and um, Mac One. So. Oh, it's Mac One is a new, well, it's not new, it's been around for a while, but it's a new one to me. And um, it's supposed to be a sativa. And, you know, then the Mandarin Cookies is um, kind of a hybrid. Mandarin Cookies kind of, it's not heavy for me, but it, you know, hangs me. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a good one. Um, Ethos, they just kill it. So, um, Good strain. Nice. That's another seed from a seed. Uh huh. That one was from seed, uh-huh. as well as one of the phenos. This is Mandarin, at least in this pheno hunt, number three. Okay. So, uh-huh. um, so you list that too. So you would list. Um, so, like, let's say you did like ten seeds of Mandarin. Okay. Yep. Right. So you Mandarin one, They're two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, right. ten. Yep. Mm-hmm. So and you're then cataloging them. Yeah, and so then what what you do is. Let's say um, you're looking for tendencies that uh, stretch, right? You're looking for the plant to get a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what you're hunting for. Maybe so you're you hunting pick for out number three, seven, and nine are the tall ones. Yeah, and then you write down the seeds you get from those, or, or well, you just well, clone you, those. Then it, you take clones you of those, and those. Okay. you know. Uh-huh. And then if you get a really tall one, then you can make seeds from one. Yeah, of those and clones. so then what they would do is they'd kind of take it. From there, um, you know, maybe the pheno hunter would grow it out again just to make sure mm-hmm. everything looks would good, be consistent. Yeah, and then they would see what happens. And then they would take that and they would back cross it with whatever they were going to do, back or cross they would is the original. Yeah, so maybe you go back to the original the and you back cross it because you want to get those stretchy. You but know, you're going to back cross with just seeds in this instance, so it's not going to be the same original plant. Well, or... so let's say. It's the original one, right? So a then, one of the original, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, and so you could you're gonna it. you're gonna back cross it with that, right? Well, you would have to have an original male, right? Or uh, or the pollen, or you know, uh, however they mm-hmm. do that. I'm not super. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only been on that process. I've only seen that process done once, but I did see okay. them. Um, I've done that in my backyard. They showed me how to (laughs) them plants, right? And I was just watching the process. And again, I got to do it a few times. Well, I don't, I don't know if that's like something that they're Uh, doing proprietary proprietary or not. So, um, but it was an interesting process, the way that they were doing it and how he was showing me. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so to my understanding, then those characteristics that they're looking for, they would try to bring out in maybe another plant or whatever they're crossing it with or mm-hmm. um and then eventually they would, they would make right and then eventually they would make new seeds uh-huh from that and so it might be a couple i mean it might take a whole year or two to get mm-hmm. what you want mm-hmm. you know um so it's it's a really cool it's interesting so process yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah and uh these guys are Final killing it seed. ethos 
Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. Ethos is legit. Right. Nice. It's like getting, you could get a chihuahua out of a wolf. <laughs> exactly. <Right>? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But they're not making chihuahuas. They're making like they're making wolves, super right? wolves. <laughs> you know. Would this be considered bioengineering, basically? Like, no, I don't think so. Because I asked him about that, and he's like, we're, he he was saying we're not genetically modifying anything. No, that, but you're controlling. Well, technically, how the it depends on how are, you define. Yeah. Like, I, I guess right. Um, you yeah, know, they're not like they're providing the environment for the plant to make those changes and then selecting the changes right. that they want. Yeah, so it's maybe selective mm-hmm. breeding, selective genetics, selective as opposed right. to, you know, going in there and GM, doing yeah. like a fucking like actually, roundup well, ready no, yeah, that's, plant. Yeah, yeah and that's why like, mm-hmm. I was wondering if bioengineering is so specific or is mm. it a little more, can it be like mm. a broader I think I think concept. bioengineering would include selective breeding yeah as a whole but well, yeah, it's just what else would it be called then? right uh, i think we just uh, maybe genetically modified is more specific uh, yeah stereotypical conno- or connotations to mm-hmm. certain right. terms how yeah. is that just got this big old <laughs> resin hit in my mouth <laughs> this filter seems to me like a mask it doesn't really work. You can't get to the... It's <laughs> a barrier in between. <laughs> I never have a hard time smoking. Why do you like a filter? I do. Yeah. Why? Just catches a little more on the way. You think it's like a cleaner like cleaner smoke or something? Or? It, it does feel lighter. Uh-huh. So I do understand what I would say with like, with like with... cigarettes... You know, use a filter like like a non-filter is like intense. Oh, it is. Right. So, so you so think it's, like, it's lighter, but mm-hmm. I think it's like it's a mask not as for harsh. your joint, <laughs> right? So you never wear mask masks like whenever you're I don't know <laughs> dusting things or what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna try here. Joint mask. Anna was on time today, for all of you who. <laughs> Actually, early. We hit like it is the... gonna snow this week, yeah. so <laughs> miracles do happen. Nice. So we were kind of talking about this health thing, and you know, I think we should. That's um, not that bad. I don't know what you're talking no, I about. I think it's great. I was just talking shit. I think, um, you know, this would be something that we could expand on with the people who are a little bit smarter than us, maybe bring someone. And I think Erin would be a good person to bring in um, mm-hmm. at some point. She knows a lot about this. She follows it a ton. And, uh, you know, she's up in arms about so many things that are happening with this bullshit. Even like Hancock, um, he's our douchey Denver mayor. For those of you guys who don't know, Shots but fired. he was even saying that, um, like just recently, if you have people who, you know, friends who are anti, you know, that bullshit shot that people are taking in their arm, either one shot or two shots. If you're anti that, it is your duty to convince them to mm-hmm. essentially correct their, their perception. Wrong thinking, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that how they feel about us too? That's what's interesting. I was thinking. It's I've been thinking our about, duty to like. I've been thinking about that a lot recently, like, because I, you know, some of the like, for instance, like the woke stuff. I mean, some of the obviously, um, the, you know, the health stuff is that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I, when I see some of this stuff, I say, 
how obviously ridiculous it is. Sure. It's just obviously ridiculous. Oh, you're racist if you own a dog if you're in your white or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I know that's an ex- that was like an article that I saw. <laughs> what? But, you know, what is this? That's an article I saw. But uh, a lot of those things seem obviously that way. But then the other people on the other side think the same way about me. They're like, it's so obvious. How can you not see it that way? And then Twitter and everything is just mm-hmm. people trying to convince everybody mm-hmm. else or just talking to the, the choir, preaching to the yeah. choir or whatever, you know? And that's, but that's what so. I think is good. And, and I, I don't think people are having um, much dialogue, but I think it's good for those platforms. The problem that one side is doing that the other side isn't is one side is trying to legislate it and make them laws while the other side is not. The other side might have an opinion and they might say, for instance, it should be your right to get a shot or two shots in your arm, right? You should make that choice. You shouldn't be forced into making that choice. And if other people want to do it, that's fantastic. You should, you know, if, if you want to. And I think that becomes the big problem is you got that um, one side that you know, for me, I'll say it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, the douchey, fucking, um, progressive side that is so radical in their ideas, and they're trying to legislate things. They're trying to, they fully support the legislation of making vaccine cards and stuff mm. like that. Can you say that? Can you say a vaccine card? I don't know. Is that yeah. a travel mm. card? A travel, a travel card. card. Yeah. yeah. That, Proves that you got one or two shots in your arm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's the difference. I think it's important for both sides to try to influence. I mean, I just don't think, again, the douchey progressive side is trying to influence. I think what they're trying to do is intimidate and manipulate. There's a difference. Influence is a willful acceptance of my you know, information and then you apply it. If, if I convince you that that's the route to go, then you start to apply some of that. But when you start to intimidate and manipulate, look at what CNN just got caught doing allegedly, right? I mean, admitting that they're manipulating people. So they're not, it's no longer influence. It's (coughs) got a negative spin on it. You know what I'm saying? It's for certain, you know, particular gains. And it's nefarious. Well, so, so that one, the reason I, the, the, you know, we talked about this last time, like the difference between um, like woke philosophy and regular philosophy is they, rather than trying to understand the world, they want to change the world. Right. So it's like an activist thing. And then now the news is also changing what it does instead of just looking at reality and mm-hmm. telling us what's up, sense making for us and all that, because we don't have the time to, to, you know, research and spend all that time doing that. They're also activists now. Mm-hmm. Which makes everything confused. Right. Because you know? everyone's got an agenda. And I already didn't really trust a lot of that anyway. So now I'm like, no. man. Like, I mean, this <laughs> is like every reason hired. not to trust it, though. You know, when I was growing up, what's happening is everything that we were always against. And so many of my friends now are these woke motherfuckers. And usually in the past, it was like you were woke, you know, early and then as you got older and you realize how the world works, you kind of become more conservative, the old, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, though, it, it's spun. Things have spun on their head. Say. 
Yeah, well, that's what what all my relatives say. They're okay. like, oh, uh-huh. they it's like they they see you're going through a phase. Right, and it's kind of I can see that now that I went through phases. Yeah. You're probably good on that. Are you good? Um, I definitely did. I often say yeah. maybe I would well, you should have go. been an Antifa person uh-huh. if, I, if they got me when I was 15, and I was like fucking against the man. Yeah, for just, me, even just a few like, years ago. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Right, and I think. It's cool for us to like admit that too, to know that even you could be fooled. Like, there's a, have you seen uh, Brittany King online? You seen her? She's got like a YouTube channel now, and she just interviewed, like, she's done like Coleman Hughes, and she was on Eric's Eric Weinstein's. Okay. Uh, and she like was a BLM like activist, like, but oh, I think I have seen her. Yeah, and she's intelligent, uh-huh. and I know she's still you know has some of those views but sure. she also like recognized all these ways in which she was wrong right right and how you know uh so she's like an example of of people that can be infected by an idea or an ideology and then still get out of it well i you think know, most to... conservatives mm-hmm. are like that i think most conservatives that i know at least they're mm-hmm. like yeah, we let, let's take the Black Lives Matter thing out of it, right? For yeah, a second, yeah. as an organization, they would be like, "Of course, a black person should have the same opportunities yeah. mm-hmm. as a white person or as Most a Mexican, would say that, right?" Yeah. So, it, it's such a, you know, again, ridiculous thing to think that there's this mass amount of racists out there that support this racist system Mm -hmm. they don't Mm -hmm. and so that you know so then when she recognizes that you see that okay well yeah you've got these values that you still believe that most good people do but then you recognize the insanity behind Mm -hmm. how we've gone away from that though this is what i think is the most funny fucking thing is that in trying to be so accepting of racists and gender or of races and genders of, <laughs> not racists, not accepting of racists. Um, but what we've done is we've become racist. I mean, we've brought racism back. Yeah. Even when you look at those critical race theory classes and shit, they segregate them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's, that's one of those things where I say, it seems obvious yeah. that to discriminate is racist. Right, but yet you but, discriminate. But yeah, they say you have to discriminate to to rectify past discrimination, and yeah, so uh, th- those things should be obvious. Um, well, what about this? What about like uh, we were talking about framing? I thought about even like showing you guys this video, but maybe it'd be like too much trouble. But it's like an old physics video of like these old guys in suits, it's black and white, and they're like demonstrating like uh, relativity, like it's framing. They're demonstrating framing, mm-hmm. and like one of them. There's like a table and two guys are sitting there and they have like a like a puck, a hockey puck or something that easily slides on the table. And they, you know, the camera's watching and they slide it forward and it like comes back around. You know what I mean? And so if you saw that, you would think that there was like wind blowing. You would think there'd be some other force acting on the, the puck. Okay. Besides the force of his, you know, energy that he put into it, like shoveling it that direction. Um, but really when they zoom out, you see that the, the whole table itself is spinning, mm-hmm. right? Right. So that person over there then became over here. And so it like comes back. Right. Right. And there was like another one where they like drop a ball and, and they have it on a, on a, 
uh, track, mm -hmm. right? And they drop the ball. And if the camera's with the thing, the ball just goes straight. It just mm -hmm. looks like it's not moving and the ball's straight. Mm -hmm. But then when they make the camera move or make it move in front of the camera, the ball does like like a curve motion, mm -hmm. right? And so if you saw it like here and then you just see the curve motion, again, you would think that some other force was on it. So uh, the, the point is that the, depending how you frame something, mm -hmm. even like science and physics, you, you can, can uh, you know, you could say that there's this other force that doesn't even exist. You'd have to like theorize that that's there. Like mm -hmm. a scientist would say, oh, well, there's this force, you know, F or whatever that, you know, they would make up this whole thing, but it's really not true. As soon as you zoom out that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, so I don't know. It's just like a really good example of like the power of, of how you frame things can make you see the world in completely different ways. Yeah. And then sometimes, I mean, maybe if we're lucky, I guess you can zoom out and then see that you had this frame the whole time and you're like, Whoa, I didn't even realize that yeah. I was doing that. Yeah. yeah, we did that a lot in photography. Remember when we were talking about that in yeah. class? What are those called when you have a... They were two like L shapes that, yeah. that we would make. And you put them together and you got right. the square. And then you, can and then open you yeah. keep opening them right. up and so you see more and more of the frame, frame, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you narrow it down. And right. so you would, you know, you uh, would learn how to, yeah. you know, set up your shots. But that's interesting and, that you can make it bigger and mm -hmm. smaller. Because right. so, you're focusing. Right. That's another aspect and it. so we talked yeah. a lot about that in our photojournalism classes mm. of how if you want to tell a story sometimes it's not taking the big picture mm. right one mm. there's a lot of information mm -hmm. but two what kind of story are you trying to tell are you trying to tell suffering well if you see mm. 10 people you know kind of running or struggling does that have the same impact as zooming in on one person who's really hmm. in a bad way on their face and then mm -hmm. you know presenting it like this is happening to everyone right mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden right. now suffering is on this scale mm -hmm. that you can't yeah. imagine because you just made this emotional connection nice. right so that the, storytelling is a huge part of it i think and that's what it's yeah. become and it's all storytelling but so the thing is though like I you know i don't want to like go too far there but let's take take the chauvin trial that's happening right now yeah. we could go there right? let's go there it's <laughs> insanity what's going to be happening well so yeah it was already happening and like look I, at that one ha that just you know mm -hmm. that lady who just shot that the, the two kid. that happened and then uh yeah the kid and then uh the guy that got pulled over that's the other one right yeah he was the, the kid oh no no the uh the military dude oh, okay have you seen that one uh -uh. oh really oh okay yeah. A military guy got pulled over, a black guy, uh -huh. and the police were yelling and shouting at him. This is a perfect framing example. Um, and everybody says they were mistreating him because cops are racist or whatever. And yeah. the guy got fired. Um, have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, Yeah. so maybe I could go there first because it's a mm -hmm. shorter story. Um, uh, the video starts and the cops are getting out of the car and they're fucking yelling at this mm -hmm. dude. Get out of the car! Roll down your window, you know. And so everybody's like, "Well, what's their problem? Like, why are they just yelling all of a sudden, mm -hmm. right?" And then the guy's not getting out of the car. He's not rolling down the window, and he's setting up a, a camera to film himself live yeah. or whatever. And I've seen like all three. There's a nice uh, combination of all three images mm -hmm. uh, online. Um, and so eventually, they they're trying to get him to get his hands out of the car, mm -hmm. and he's. 
you know, he's not really listening to them. And then they're trying to get him out of the car, get out of the car, get out of the car. And he's just, officers, why Why is this happening? I don't remember what he's saying, but it's like that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I don't, I don't remember know. exactly, no. Yeah. Um, and eventually the guy maces him, the cop. And he even says, you're going to ride the lightning. You know, and that means, I guess, the taser or whatever. Okay. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And then he eventually, so, uh, like, sprays sprays him with mace in the mm-hmm. face, and they get him out of the car and stuff. So everybody says immediately, I mean, that's another thing going on now, is everybody has to have an opinion on yeah. fucking everything. Um, and so that's the, that's the narrative that's going around. But then, zoom out a little bit, and you realize that the cops were following him for like a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. And he didn't show any signs of wanting to pull over. Okay. And Did so they have the lights on to pull him over? They had the lights on for a mile oh, okay. and a half. That's how long they had the lights on mm-hmm. for. So to them, they don't know what's going on. Sure. They don't know how many people are in the car. So now it's a risky situation for them. Right. Right. And so just that fact, you know, I could stop the story there. You should watch the video. You know, everybody's When did this happen? It. Last week. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, and so, so and, and then the other aspect, if I bring it to Derek Chauvin, my girl's been watching the trial like all day long, every yeah. day, because she's bored at work. <laughs> and so she could do like AutoCAD while she's like listening to the trial, you know? Yeah. And so she said one really interesting thing was that how much they like zoom in to every little detail. Mm-hmm. So the prosecution, which I think the defense just started yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. um, but the prosecution had, you know, like, uh, use of force experts and stuff and they would zoom in so far they, they would like show the anatomy of the neck mm-hmm. and if you know what part has the blood flow and airflow and you know and then they you're right so the, her whole point which I thought was like a nice way to put it was like they could zoom they zoom in on every little thing and so every detail is complex mm-hmm. every single detail is like it's so the reality is it's incredibly hard to find out what happened mm-hmm. to any situation Mm-hmm. Like every situation, and that one I think in particular, right. is so complex that to think, especially that you can just watch something, and then that shows the the ignorance of people, mm-hmm. uh, the ignorance of our own mind, yeah. as we have this bias that if we see a video, we think we know what happened. Yeah. Well, I saw it. Well, what did you see? You know right. what I mean? So there's this whole, so that part of it I think is mm-hmm. huge. That's been one big takeaway I've been like yeah. seeing from it is like once you learn all these little details from the trial, it's like, wow, that happened too, right? He had pills in his mouth. They find pills in the ground. The guy's a drug dealer. He was resisting his, arrest. Uh, right. I mean, like kicking his he, way out of the he car. He couldn't breathe when he's in the car, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, even, you know, we saw some of that video from the body cam, mm-hmm. you know, in the fall or whatever. But now even more information is coming out mm-hmm. that his friend's a drug dealer in the car, or they suspect, I guess, right. they don't know that for sure. And he OD'd uh, like a couple before, months before that's right. on fentanyl. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so there's so many like His little, girlfriend testified that that dude was, you know, somebody who they got drugs from on right. occasion. Mm-hmm. And the amount in his system. Mm-hmm. And there is like debate on that. Like, Did you hear the video where it's hard to tell at first, when you first hear it, I heard somebody just play it, right? They didn't preface it. Mm. The um, hooping? or No, when mm. he's like, um, this is what it, the video sounded like to me. He said, I ate too many drugs. Right. Okay. I heard that, yeah. But then... Then they... Then... They reframe it. They reframe it and, and they say, say, oh, but listen for... I ain't on any drugs. Right. And now, when I heard it, uh-huh. just played, they didn't preface it, I heard the first one. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and then when they did, did you hear the second one after they said the second right. one? Right. And then you hear it again after mm-hmm. they said, now this is how it's been framed. Yeah. 
then that's what I heard. Then it's like, well, wait a second. Yeah, what did yeah, what did you hear now? Did you hear it? That no, word? I didn't. Okay, uh, no. Yeah, because it is interesting. But like even uh, if even if he did say. I ain't on any drugs. Doesn't mean that's doesn't true. Mean right. <laughs> right. But what they're trying to do is, like you said, they're trying to narrow into this one little place. Right. And they're like, see, yeah. this right. honest man in this moment is saying mm -hmm. that he's not on right. any drugs. You pan out and it's like, yeah. well, he assaulted a pregnant woman with a firearm, mm -hmm. right? He's yeah. been in and out of jail for narcotics. And I'm not judging him. I'm just saying you look at that kind of stuff and it's mm -hmm. like, well, maybe he's not this innocent man people forget that this dude was huge and right. Derek Chauvin wasn't 40 pounds yeah he's not like very big right. so that's like uh, Mighty Mouse how right. big is Mighty Mouse right? <laughs> <laughs> well people and people think that right you know that's not a real threat especially when somebody's not complying mm -hmm. it's uh it's insanity again yeah they're not even using common sense to look at a situation objectively and say wow that could Get out of hand. And, and, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And this is what I'm saying is that we all have a hard time looking at it objectively. And we should all admit that, at mm -hmm. least, rather well, than here's, going and like This is what I'm writing. saying. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm really, ever since I thought I was a liberal, mm -hmm. and, you know, there's there's been a term thrown around classical liberal, right, that's a moderate conservative. And I think I fit somewhere in that category, maybe more on the moderate conservative side than the classical liberal side. We've talked but, about this. You're pretty center. Yeah, right? yeah, I, yeah. I think mm. so. And when I first said this, and, and here's the thing, I'm not pro-cop. I mean, I respect the police. I think they have a very difficult job. I think they should be paid more. I think they should be treated like firemen where they have like three or four days on mm -hmm. intensive yeah. and then they get three or four days off to decompress. Yeah. I think they should be trained better. I think they they should be, um, you know, their the ranks thing. should be cold a little bit in certain areas. Mm -hmm. And we can't expect them to be social workers and counselors and police officers. Mm -hmm. And, and but you that's know, what, and then so here's how this one's so mm -hmm. complex, not to derail you, just this one idea that I heard the stat recently that 80% of what they deal with is like mental illness of some sort. Sure. So that's not saying that a therapist could do the job because sometimes people who are mentally ill, like have a gun or a knife yeah. or something. But that's just crazy. That but that's maybe the there job. should be units yeah. that are trained in yeah, that specifically. Sure. Yeah. But we should pay these people. But here's the thing. Mm. I'm, I'm not pro-cop. I think cops, um, I think when you have power, there's mm. a... Um, incentive to abuse power yeah. and when the selection for being a police officer isn't that high mm -hmm. you could see people who would get power and abuse power yeah. especially if they have a chip on their shoulder yeah. um, i've trained with tons of cops through my career mm -hmm. and i remember you talking you about know that. i don't know any that were racists i know many that were kind of shitty cops i know many that were really good cops and believed in what they were doing and i knew some that were bullies that would beat the fuck out of somebody, but they were pretty much willing to beat the fuck out of a white dude as well as, you know, a, a black dude as well as a Mexican dude. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. they were kind of, you know, they, they just wanted to beat the fuck out of people. So I think we've got to call things for what they are. So for me, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a, a police lover. I, agree with some of the things I disagree with some of the things I think we do need reform but when I first mm -hmm. saw that mm -hmm. the first thing that came to my mind was that dude is fucking huge George Floyd yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it's like when people are saying because I had this friend who used to train here and he was this really big dude um, probably like crossed that 
you know, 300 pound threshold, mm -hmm. right? He was a big dude. He was tall, yeah. big. And he, you know, and I got into this discussion and he's like, you don't think that's racism? And right off the bat, I'm like, well, they showed the guy's wife from the very beginning. She's a Hmong. It's like uh, Chauvin's wife. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So which is Chinese? It, it's I think like Vietnamese, Cambodian Hill, okay. Okay. you know, people. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I think uh, it's okay. it's kind of in the the mountain regions. Right. So, so people would argue that that enforces their racist. Um, How so? That makeup. he's yeah. like uh, fetish, like fetishizing Asian. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he married someone. Well, there's a but there's a yeah. large Hmong community out in that uh -huh. area. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. In, People oh, might say that in, in Minnesota, Minnesota yeah, that, yeah, that okay. whole area, um, right. kind of Midwest area. Okay. So, okay, people would say that, but then pan out a little bit. Oh, well, there's a large Asian community there. Right. Or, you know. And he loves his wife, maybe. I mean, I don't right. know the guy, yeah. Right, yeah. but, you know, but, right, like, yeah. <laughs> obvious counter arguments to that. So, <laughs> it's like you can't then jump to the conclusion right away that it's racism. And, right. and how you know, you, yeah, I respect the fuck out of Joe Rogan's podcast, and I think Joe Rogan. From what I see as a cool guy, I agree with a lot of the things, but I completely disagreed when he was saying I could choke the fuck out of somebody like that. Bullshit. Yo, he said that? Yeah. Uh, with a knee? With a knee and a neck. Uh -huh. It's because everybody wanted to jump to this conclusion, and I'm like, fuck, right. you cannot choke yeah, someone out like that. So, just to talk about it, because yeah. it's only on one carotid. Right. Correct? Because it'd be pretty hard to get this well, side. Well, and some people said that he was collapsed into the other, into and it's shoulder. like, okay. look. So that would be possible. The uh -huh. size difference it changes it that, and you, that yeah, is right. a big you, thing right you'd after have to that. be pretty passive to like let yourself pass out without just like you know that little adjustment in jujitsu that and the guy could talk though uh -huh. we've all been choked right. out uh -huh. when you're choking you can't talk okay so uh -huh. i don't know about at the end you know like well i think you yeah and right, it's hard like to tell the because three, the there was that one so. that one professional said I can tell the, exactly where the he UFC died. The guy? No, oh, the, yeah, yeah, the right. cardio... Uh, uh, yeah, the doctor. Uh, yeah, on, he's on a... The prosecution what side. do they call it? Like yeah. some sort of pulmonologist or Right, he's expert. an expert of breathing, uh -huh. right, pretty much, yeah. Uh -huh. And he's like this exact point. <laughs> yeah, and, and he said also that there could be no other cause. Correct. And which then, is a ridiculous thing for anybody to say, right? again, because he wasn't there. Right. To just look at a thing and be like, oh, there's no possible other, you know, because there could be tons of internal things. It's a living, be you know. Sure. Like if there were drugs or what other things but are again, happening inside. He's an expert in his field. I'm an expert in my field. Okay. You're not going to choke someone out like that. I mean, yes, it's people possible. say it's possible. Right. Anything's fucking possible, yeah. right? Right. So, but, but let's, let's talk about the average. Let's say George Floyd was not a pussy guy. He mm. was a big dude. He was a strong guy. He also, he might be a nice guy, but he had the commitment level to stick a gun in some chick's stomach. I mean, he had the commitment level to run with some pretty, you know, Hardcore rough people. crowd. So mm. it's not like this guy was just a passive pussy of a guy mm -hmm. so you got to take all those things into account and say okay well again you got to be in the situation right mm -hmm. it, it's real easy to be the person on the outside right but if i took those things into account and you know i got some shit early on when i said oh i think that cop is going to get off on this because mm -hmm. it seems to me like he complied with the procedures mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
you know yeah. and i thought from the very beginning it's just like it's not so clear yeah at least that at least it's not clear and remember like early on i was like can that happen yeah. like the next day i was or next time we came in here i was like yo can you choke someone out like that? Because yeah. I was questioning it. I have a, enough limited experience of trying to choke people to be like, I don't know if that's possible, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there was just a lot of things about it that's like, what else is happening? And then the body cam footage comes out, and oh, he's out of breath in the car. Yeah. So at least complexifies the thing. You gotta, you gotta stop at that point yeah. and be like, wait a second. Right, yeah. and so, and then there's the problem with. But would you say though, so people hmm. would argue, and I'm not saying yeah, this is yeah. what I believe, but I'm just trying to be the devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That him saying he couldn't breathe in the car wasn't that like a, an alarm or a red flag not to. And I, so there's the one know? argument I'd say against Chauvin uh-huh. is that is is the argument that if some like if you're detaining someone uh-huh. then they're under your care you can yeah. say. Yep. And if someone dies out of like negligence. I would think that's the one thing that he might. Well, that be would have of. been right. the thing that they should have right. tried him on. Right, because like, yeah, um, and so you're right. So negligence. I mean, the, the things that complicate that uh-huh. too, because again, there's more framing to yeah. that. Is that they did call an ambulance and they couldn't get in because of the crowd. Yeah, and they tell there's like a certain code. My girl is telling me this because uh-huh. she's been watching it. That they tell the ambulance they're like, "Hey, we need you, but it's dangerous for you to come in here uh-huh. right now." So they give them that code. Well, so yeah, that, they, they need uh-huh. to know. Yeah, yeah. So the ambulance is waiting out there. There's something else that they said, too, was that um, this was one of the experts. And the defense asked him, is it possible or something like that, that somebody would say they couldn't breathe to not get arrested? arrested. And he's like, that's a common You know, occurrence, yeah, yeah. right? So, yeah. or I need a doctor. I need yeah, an ambulance. Right. I need to go to the bathroom. And and, right. and so he was yeah. already resisting arrest. So you know what I'm saying? It's like again, they just unless they railroad Chauvin, right? Unless it, it's just like been predetermined somewhere where he's got to go down and be the fucking scapegoat for this. Um, is all they have to do is raise doubt. It's all they have to do because for doubt. yeah for. Mm-hmm murder that's, that's what you got to do beyond a and reasonable doubt for murder if you look mm-hmm. at it how can there's you doubts. say that there's no doubt there's in, doubts that he intentionally killed correct him. there's doubts that the, any there's doubts that there, he even killed there, him okay right i mean right there are doubts to that right the, where there's where again where the thing you could get him was that maybe he should have done more to help prevent even if it was a drug thing mm-hmm. you get the ambulance in you turn him to his side you know there are some things that are a little questionable like why you're kneeling on a guy for that long mm-hmm. you know what i mean and, and then that's where those things come out they're waiting for an ambulance sure. they got a crowd to deal with they need to you know deal with the well, crowd well and, and there keep... is procedure though that right. says yeah. that that's what you do but you, then supposedly you there's also knee pers- and detain them right but then there's one supposedly mm-hmm. where you have to turn them to their side mm-hmm. once they're like been there for long enough well, or well, like well that. so then the, this goes yeah. back to what i heard with the defense and again i'm not an expert on this by any means yeah. but then they were saying no, but the crowd <laughs> was getting hostile and so when the crowd's hostile you got to keep that guy face down right. to minimize that okay. threat right while you're addressing yeah, other exactly. threats so and so, so you, really you keep panning out yep. and it's like okay so yeah. let's look at that just for a second let's let's look at that case and you look at it could you say even from those pictures that um, Chauvin, I think that's how you say his name, right? I don't 
I think so. Um, Chauvin, 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 one of those. Wasn't panicking. It, it looked relatively calm. And that's where some people yeah, even say, pockets, look how calm right, he yeah, looked yeah, while he was, was killing and him. And if you frame it that way, yeah. I, I did mm -hmm. at one point kind of see it that yeah. way. Like, whoa, maybe, you know. But, yeah, so yeah. now let's switch it. Change gears, right? <laughs> look at what happened with this kid that just got shot. And so now the, yeah. the police officer is saying that she thought she grabbed her taser. taser and she says taser taser mm -hmm. taser and so now and right after got, she's like oh no i shot him have you watched that one she's yeah. like oh fuck uh, i shot him or something yeah, I like shot that him. and then all the other guys uh um but go on go on, make but it right yeah now that becomes something where it's a tense moment right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and maybe floyd's was I, i'm sure floyd's was a tense moment yeah because of all the stuff going on there's a lot going but on. then do you look at chauvin and you say wow man that guy maintained composure in the situation now that we see the bigger picture mm, could you make that could argument? you make that argument yeah, yeah, yeah. because then you look at this gal who was a 23 year vet mm -hmm. and she pulls the wrong point. piece out of her right. you know equipment belt and uh i heard and, a guy saying that like the taser is like way back here uh -huh. you know, they, they put the gun on the hip sure and they make it hard to get the taser uh -huh. or it's like on the on a chest yeah to make sure that you don't make that mistake sure they, you know, I heard well say, but yeah. then we got to take into account right because this is what gives people this you know, then it's got to be racism, right? Because he was black and she was white. But again, this is the, the ridiculousness cop there was black. The other of it, cop that right? Was right there. And there's tension <laughs> going on, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, love to know, actually. <laughs> they don't train these cops enough and give them enough downtime to right. cool and their if, jets. So, so, right. so yeah. in a panic situation, we do this in jujitsu all the time, right? Where when you start to get spun out, what do people start to do? They start to panic. And even somebody who's been training for a bit, mm -hmm. right? That can happen. You yeah. smashed you, by you start to yeah. panic and you mm -hmm. start to lose control. You start to lose your motor functions. Yeah. Well, again, this buildup, there, there is a breakdown. Um, Colonel Hackworth was um, one of the most decorated army soldiers coming out of Korea and Vietnam, right? And he spoke up against the military he was destined to be you know like top top brass but he spoke up against the military and so then he got railroaded but um what he was saying shit what were we talking about before that <laughs> um, i lost my keeping keeping cool yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. when you're you, you oh, freak right out, right okay so yeah, yeah, yeah. what he was saying because <laughs> this guy was in a ton of battles a ton of really hard shit he's like even the toughest hardened soldier is gonna have a breaking point right it's gonna have a point where mm -hmm. they are just not operational anymore mm. and so the the amount of pressure we put on these cops right yeah. and then you look at what's going on in in that exact place for this mm. george floyd thing um or not thing trial you know mm -hmm. give it its due um but there could be a lot of stress and so I think we need to look at that mm -hmm. first before yeah. we jump to this racial conclusion and this racial. Well, so narrative. we haven't even gotten to that yet. Yeah. I mean, we talk about all the aspects. Like, did he kill him? Like, th those are hard to derive. But without even all the. But nobody wants to even acknowledge part. the fact that, of course, these cops have ran this guy's name, and he's on a warrant um, for assaulting George Floyd. Or no, uh, this kid uh, who uh, just got shot. Yeah, Dwight, for right. a violent you know, aggravated assault. Yeah, uh -huh. So I heard, um, yeah, you know, right. this is with a firearm. So again, and right. then he's resisting arrest and running. I'm not saying what happened to him was justified. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is now people got to start to 
take themselves away from their position and say, put yourself in that lady's position. And then people say, well, they should be professionals. And it's like, and they Again, should be. They should and maybe be. in that instance, but I would look like, at the stress. Degree, I don't know. <laughs> this would be yeah. like well, being a soldier, though. They, she right. should have been in that much Sunday. stress for a year before ever going out there. Like I saw someone kind of well, break it down. But I'm, okay, maybe I'm exaggerating. But you can't be at that stress like that. You're, you're right. You'll break. Right. But like you're saying, you do train, to, you train. to be under stress Correct. and to be used to uh-huh. where your fucking taser right. is and to have maybe the muscle memory even. Correct. Maybe she doesn't even have that. Like I heard about this guy that went 100%. and did the police training and he only fired like 12 bullets yeah. or something ridiculous it's, but it's horrible how and, and little also, training they get yeah this guy broke down the 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 whatever the pullover mm-hmm. and the guy that was cuffing him at first was like obviously poorly trained because he didn't know how to use handcuffs mm-hmm. and he like is trying to get the and he like kind of drops the handcuffs and then he's like has to like do something here and that's when she comes in and like grabs the guy's arm mm-hmm. and so then that guy's like i can get away from this because mm-hmm. he realizes that they're like fumbling around back yeah. there so it was like at least a point of evidence this guy was a cop that was you know analyzing it um that uh it was a lack of training mm-hmm. right both on the guy's part and her part Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You could easily make that argument. I think that one's pretty horrible, though, that you would, like, kill somebody. You know what I mean? Because of, like, such a mistake. Again, this is where we've got to look at how we're we're, we're setting ourselves up for failure. One, you cannot take police off the streets. That's a stupid fucking idea. Mm -hmm. I've been to a country where there was no police. Mm. And people got to understand, you don't want to live like that. It'll be Mm. very bad. If something like that happened so it's in our best interest to you know work with the police but look at what like the left right now wants to do they want to make more fucking laws to legislate things okay well half the reason that people are getting fucking shot is because of all these stupid laws anyway because of and drugs and gun laws drugs yeah. and guns and mm-hmm. fucking yeah. whatever mm-hmm. you, you know what i'm you know so there should be one, we take some of these laws off the books. Um, we look at prison reform and, and things of that nature for sure. But oh, yeah. if we don't understand the job of these police officers, I don't understand it, right? I was mm-hmm. in Somalia for, I think we were there for just under six months, right? Because mm-hmm. at six months, they have to pay you a different structure or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, that was when you look at the, the stress of being constantly on, yeah. right? That was pretty stressful. Okay. Okay. As yeah. far as just you're constantly on. Now yeah. you look at these guys who are doing year-long tours in Afghanistan or Iraq. It becomes even more stressful. Mm. I don't think there's one person who got PTSD from Somalia. Okay. Mm. You look at these guys who are in these more extreme mm. areas for longer, and then ones that do multiple tours. Yeah. Right. Eventually, there's a breaking point for them. Mm. Now you look at a cop. Hmm. it's not that cops are in the same action that a, a combat soldier is, but there's always that risk, but there's right? always yeah. the risk. It's mm-hmm. insidious, yeah. right? It's just always there. And right. so it's that low level stress a, that they're day after yeah. day, after day, year, after year, they after year, well. they don't get paid that well. Right. And mm-hmm. they don't get, I mean, seriously, you look at firemen, firemen are on, they got a great schedule. Okay. Same with a lot of nurses, right? They'll do 12 hour shifts mm-hmm. and they'll work, you know, four days on, three days off. Okay. 
three days off would give somebody decompression time, right? right? Yeah. It would, especially in these high stress jobs. Mm. And then Jago said, train them once a week. Right, one maybe make day. one of those one days day, yeah. that they're yeah. off is training day, yeah. right? You know, so it's a low level in yeah. like the real world stress. Maybe it's mm. the stress of the training, but that mm. helps relieve stress. Mm. You know what it I'm does, saying when yeah. you're doing stuff like that? Right. Um, yep. Because you develop proficiencies and you yep. develop tools in so, which you... Right, so there's another one of those arguments mm -hmm. that I don't understand that people that make is to me the obvious answer is train cops more. Mm -hmm. That seems obvious to me. Mm -hmm. But then you have people on the other side that they're like, obviously, we should defund, right? Right. And then obviously, there's all the extremes. Um, but that one just, I don't, I don't understand that at all. Like, um, I suppose, so what is it? Is it a, like, do they misunderstand, like, what's going on on the streets? You know what I mean? Well, do they think that, like... They know it's got to be replaced with something, right? Remember right. Um, the place where you used to live, right? Where they had the... Isn't that where they had Chaz? Yeah, Capitol Hill. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right? That was your old neighborhood. <laughs> so, but what did they do? They I put in near there. Yeah. I they put in a, a police force. Right? They put in a military militarized force. Well, yeah. Uh, they, so, oh, they're yeah right, saying, right. so they're saying defund the police, but yeah. I think they also talk about all these other organizations that you would go to depending on right. what you're, say, calling Yeah, for. you like have more community uh, something something, more therapists. I've heard that one, like but, more social workers yeah, like that. But you still know. have to enforce... Right. You know, well, the problem is, is like I was saying, with they deal with eighty percent of people with mental illness. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it is a mental illness problem, but that dude's got a gun, mm -hmm. right? And so you can't just have a social worker. I would, I would think. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, again, these maybe things social that, workers are with cops. Yeah, you know, okay. maybe. That's cool. I, I yeah. mean, there's to me, yeah. the problem is so solvable. It, it's not, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think it's a fun problem to solve. I think if you looked at it and you said, wow, mm. this would be really cool. We could make actually a police force that mm. wants to be police, that respect being police, that people respect, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if yeah. you knew the cops around here were just fucking trained and they were cool to you and mm. they made a good living and all of these things that we want out of them, right? Mm. Yeah. That they're able to at least get some of that back mm -hmm. and not just be, oh, it's to serve and protect. Because right. everybody wants, you know, it's funny because they want politicians and they want cops to be like, but they're here to serve us. And it's like, they're also there to serve their own fucking interests. Let's be real and mm -hmm. understand that if you want people to serve you, pay them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So people get pissed at politicians and they say that they should, you know, only make X and whatever. It's like, no, pay them fucking well. So we cut down some of the incentive for all of this fuckery, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Right. I mean, they, they got to deal with, think about being a politician. I mean, everybody now judges you. Everybody fucking has an opinion about you. So where we might say, well, oh, poor them, you know, like, uh, sarcastically. just sarcastically, yeah. it's mm -hmm. like, that's a lot to bear, man, when fucking 50% of the country may hate you, like in Trump's case. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, you got 50% that love you, but there's 50% that want to do every single thing that they can to make you look mm -hmm. bad, yeah. right? And that's a lot of stress that whichever side you're on, you have to carry so them. fucking compensate yeah. them and let's try you know those modes and see if we can you know mm -hmm. correct some things right mm -hmm. because i know mm -hmm. in the military 
the the more highly trained soldiers made fewer mistakes or they did things that were um, less you know yeah, like, less bad, bad, bad yeah less bad outcomes correct yeah better outcomes so yeah. right you know, granted, yeah, they weren't paid yeah, more, but they yeah. had a prestige mm-hmm. that yeah. was higher. Right. They made a little bit more, but not right. like fucking. Yeah, yeah. I, I think another I would I would think would be an obvious argument is that like the best thing you could get out of this of all this is that there are problems, right? Like you could say how many people are in prison is a problem. Yeah, you could make it a racial thing. How many black people are in prison? Yeah. Things like fifty percent, mm-hmm. something crazy like that, right? Um, and they're only 13% or men, 8, 8% of the population, mm-hmm. right? Um, so those things are a problem. Yeah. And, you know, it's a problem when someone shoots someone and they die on accident. Yeah. Someone's son, you know. Correct. So you have problems, but you can't fix those problems if everybody is just emotionally freaking out about stuff. Well, and you don't address and, what the problem is. Right, because, and then there's a the whole thing about the problem of ignorance, you could say, or bias, is that if you... If you say, oh, the problem in this case is white supremacy, mm-hmm. um, which is, again, another framing, right? You could see it. If you looked for it, you could blame everything on it. You could it. find it. Well, that's what yeah. they're doing. Well, that's what framing does. Uh-huh. So once you have like a, an absolute, that's the thing about ideologies is they become like you can apply them to every single situation, mm-hmm. like, what, uh, like white privilege. You know, you could see that everywhere or the patriarchy. You, right? could, you could see it. Um, but if, if your, um, ideological framing is, is off base, then all of your solutions are going to make things worse or not better, mm-hmm. maybe worse. Right. Um, and that's the thing Jordan's always talking about, like at least not don't make things worse. Right. 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 <laughs> and that's why like you work on yourself before you change the world. That's a whole other thing. Like, all, yeah. and, you know, everybody wants to fucking change everything. Well, what do you know? Right. Like what's, what are your ideas? What, and yeah, what like, success have you had in that? Right. right? What yeah. have you done that's changed yeah. that we could look at you and say right. your formula for change right. then has some merit. Right. Yeah. Most and it, of yeah, these and if, people yeah. haven't. Yeah, and I like that. Like if you Most can, activists that I right, know right. haven't. And if I, if I, exactly. And if I watched a podcast or something, I don't care what this person says unless they've done something mm-hmm. most of the time. You know what I mean? That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for, oh, this guy's done this and this. What does he have? Like, what does Elon Musk have to say? I want to know. This mm-hmm. dude's fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we're looking for. So, yeah, you don't want just, yeah. So then everybody's got an opinion about, you know, and then honestly, they don't even have opinions. They're just yeah. riding the train. They don't have a solution or understand even the argument that it is white supremacy. They don't even understand that argument. Uh, they don't like, even understand the process of trying to come up with a solution because right. to do that, or, you've got to listen mm. to the counter argument right. to it, right? Do, or or exactly other people's right. opinions right. about you it. You have to look at the uh-huh. counter argument. You have to. Yeah, or else you're just like living in an illusion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you living in an illusion? <laughs> right now, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, you're the one who made us roll two joints. <laughs> so I'm just saying, that's like, you're going to, like your eyes are already pretty cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was a strong one. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Huh. I was doing okay. Maybe I didn't. No, I feel I pretty like, I feel uh, pretty up on it. I think maybe Could I was be like, that I'm just tired. I was taking Could small be. hits to not like, you know, I was like, you gotta watch myself a little Tonight bit. Tonight, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. funny stuff. Yeah, so tying this into the health then, right? Okay. Um, 
I think it goes along these same things that we're talking about. The framing of health is, you know, it, it's really taken us into some crazy directions, right? And um, how we should view our health. Now it's not on an individual level, it's on a collective level. Collective right? health, yeah. Yeah, that's weird, it's yeah. like if you don't do X, then you're hurting other people's you're hurting health, other yeah. people's health yeah. instead of looking at your own it it's mm. funny because i've always believed that but when i wanted to think that i was more liberal you know because you want to feel like a lot of it was i think bullshittery too because i wanted to feel like i'm accepting of everyone I'm really not. I mean, it doesn't matter race or, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, like if someone's gay or anything like that. It's that yeah, like I don't like pussies. <laughs> you don't like pussies. Yeah. Yeah. He's not friends with pussies. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, people that are willful. Some, you know, people understand it and they're trying to mm -hmm. work their way through it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're just willfully like mm -hmm. fucking Whining 10 ply. <laughs> you guys watch Letter Kenny? Uh, uh, I've seen like just a couple episodes. It's randomly. pretty funny okay. if you like Canadian humor. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. I've never heard yeah. of it. Ten ply. So ten ply is like you're fucking way soft. Okay, you know, that's soft just a phrase from the show. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, is that the name of the show? Uh, Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. Okay, no, I haven't heard yeah. it. It's yeah. good. Okay. You know what's funny is when I first heard about this show, like, never knew anything about it, and a couple guys were out here talking about it. Well, my phone was in my office, door shut, yeah. locked, whatever. And so I was teaching another class. They were out here talking about it, I guess. And so they come in back and just briefly mentioned, you know, that with the shit that they were talking about. And I asked, what's that? And, you know, they said, Letter Kenny's show, whatever. And I completely forgot. It went one ear out the other. And so I get home and I was uh, looking for something on YouTube. And all of a sudden, all these Letterkenny, you know, like really? huh. episodes started populating or, or clips. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. it's like. It's listening to you. Yeah. I mean, legit. And watching. And watching. I swear. I've had one of those too. Because yeah. I'd never looked it up. I'd never, you know, right. again, I'd Didn't never even knew. And right. I completely forgot the name of it. It right. wasn't until That's I saw it that I'm like, then. oh, shit. Right. And so we were talking about it. And what they were thinking is that, you know, your phone heard it. Yeah. And then picked it up, and then yeah. once it sinks, maybe right. just pinged with their yeah. phones, or pinged with their watch. phones. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Gathering uh -huh. right. Information. Pinging it. It's like right. bing. This guy watches letter can. <laughs> Let's get him hooked uh, on. Like him. if they can create targeted advertisements like that. Yeah. Just by the ping of your phones. Oh wow! Like, what can't uh, they do? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting. What else would they use that for? Well, I don't know. Maybe right. like one of those shots that they put in your arms, <laughs> or two of those shots. <laughs> it's funny though because now, this is. See, I think, like, um, conservatives, more conservatives, not too many of the moderates, but more of the right conservatives are. Um, a little paranoid. I think, uh, what was his name? He was the um, congressman with the patch, conservative guy. The, Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, Crenshaw. He yeah. was saying that, and I agree with him on that. That, that overly paranoid. Yeah, that are, you know, uh, you start to see that right. kind of... Uh, Into conspiracy. Paranoia. Kind of right. uh, yeah. And I've 
you know, I've always questioned some things. Like, there's some things that I look at and say, huh, that's really peculiar how that yeah. happened. And then it benefited this group of people, right. which in turn, it pushed these policies which in turn you know in turn it did this yeah and so it's like okay but that could be a coincidence right that could be a huge coincidence but when you see what's going on right now for me i gotta look at some of these paranoia and conspiracies and be like huh that's starting to make a little bit of sense right and it's like i really try not to be that guy just because i always like to have multiple sides of the argument i mean literally if people could get into my head they'd see that i'm sitting here talking it out with three of me or four of me mm-hmm. right and um man the more and more i look at some of this stuff it's you know like these executive orders that biden did on the guns right now they're mm-hmm. not really significant yeah but i heard that here's what i think is interesting is that well then what kind of executive orders can you push right you start to push executive orders on you know Second Amendment, do you gain a little ground on it? And then you get to push a little bit more, and then you get to push a little bit more. Yeah, just normalizing those. What's that? Normalizing the executive orders? Well, I mean, Obama did a bunch, and then Trump did more, and I think Biden has done even more. I'm just saying that's just framing. (laughs) It is framing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, as far as, like, conspiracy theory stuff, I was thinking, like, when... When everybody agrees on things, mm-hmm. maybe maybe heterodox, you know that word, like the opposite of orthodox, mm-hmm. like people that think differently and say heterodox, like you almost have to look at some of those things when there's such a majority pushing um, narratives. You know, that's when that's what piques my interest mm-hmm. into like other ideas because I'm like something off when everybody's agreeing on right things. when when uh, I see that when I see a lot um, of people going a certain direction and then, I'm and tick- then now oh, fuck, and then now the that certain words are just like taken off YouTube uh-huh. or, and every social media everything like you yeah. just can't find anything that's all you know I could see the point too maybe if I you know steel man it a little bit like mm-hmm. but that also at least what I'm saying is it like triggers me to be like a little questioning. I start to question stuff. So this is how somebody framed this argument. I can't remember who it was, mm. but they were talking about like um, uh, buffalo in the wild west. Okay. Okay. And so, um, how Indians some or some tribes um, would uh, hunt their buffalo is that they would run them off of cliffs, and so is all they had to do was get the first rows of the buffalo to stampede in that direction, and then right? the rest would follow. The rest would follow because the, the way the buffalo moves, it keeps its head low and it only can it really see the... straight ahead, right? Because okay. it's such a big animal, so it's not seeing peripheral. Well, when the front buffalo recognize that there's a cliff, there's a cliff they can't stop because mm-hmm. the rest of the crowd is just pushing them forward. And I think this is what's happened to the Democrats mm-hmm. is that they pandered to the left the hard left and they allowed this fucking woke wave to start going and they're not going to be able to stop it. They're going to get run 
over the cliff, mm-hmm. and it's going to be. There definitely is a ton of momentum. There's a ton of momentum going in a direction. Ton of buffalo that with their heads down, mm-hmm. right? Only and looking I, at the uh, ass of the fucking person <laughs> in front of them. It's pretty good. Yeah, right, it's like lemmings too. That's the other one, right? That, like things that walk <laughs> yeah. off cliffs. Or yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah, buffalo. I was going to say buffalo are pretty cool. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good analogy, though. Um, yeah. Without question, mm-hmm. it, it's. Uh, insanity it, I mean I look at some of this stuff I try to be rational I really do and I think a lot of people would think that I'm fucking an, an idiot in, in a lot of ways um, but you look at stuff and it's like I cannot make the arguments that some of these people make right and, and support them it's like really you think that socialism is the answer you really think that like the there's a um, Denver Congresswoman, I forgot her name, no. who's a proud fucking communist, right? Mm. She thinks that all, you know, stuff should be community shared. Mm. It's like that has never worked. She said it's proven that capitalism has never worked. It's like communism has tons of proof from all mm-hmm. over to show that it hasn't worked and capitalism has tons of proof to show that it is working it's got mm-hmm. problems mm-hmm. you massage the problems you don't just switch mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you just don't jump ship and abandon it and it's insane that people would think that that's a solution to the problem. It's like when they see this BLM lady who allegedly has four multimillion-dollar houses, right? Or four houses, some of a multimillion-dollar house. Mm-hmm. Well, does anybody get to stay in them? And then you know what's funny? One of uh, I think it was Ben Shapiro who brought this up is like one of the biggest houses, a multimillion-dollar house, is in a white neighborhood. It's right. like, well, why don't you buy that shit mm-hmm. in, you know, buy a big fucking, you right. know, house. And nobody does. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Even if they're so, from that area. But that, that's, yeah. so, so therein goes to this idea that if people thought beyond their emotional slice that they're thinking mm-hmm. about in the socialism, communism argument, it's like, well, somebody's got to control that. It's not, maybe there's community area, maybe like this you know, a congresswoman once in Denver, let's just say, okay, it belongs to everybody. It doesn't belong to everybody because somebody is going to be controlling it. And then they're going to start to allocate, well, who gets to go here at what times or what areas? And then there's going to be more desirable areas than others that, mm-hmm. again, you don't share. Somebody with some level of influence or some contact or some in is going to get those. And it just goes right back to, you know, this fucking yeah. thing that doesn't work in which they're trying to claim they're trying to topple. You know, that's this fascism to be, you know, anti-fascist, but you got to be a fascist <laughs> to do it, right? What do you think? <laughs> um, one extreme to the other. She's from uh, the country of Mussolini. Yeah. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> can't really right. speak right now. It's funny. There's a whole thing about this, um, these Italian show hosts that are now accused of being racist because they made modifications, like they gestured and spoke at a weird 
Oh God! Now mm. I'm going to be considered racist. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Oh, so they just like oh. they just uh, were talking and they made like yeah they were mocking basically. They were mocking a race. You're saying yeah they were uh-huh. mocking the Asian race. Okay, and uh-huh. so. Were they doing it in a joke or were they doing it like... So this is usually the show they're on. Yeah, it's usually, you know, com- just comedy, basically. They're, they're comedians, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And even though they might talk about some serious or real things that are happening, yeah. it's still the whole... Yeah. You know, trying right. to get it right. right so they're, they're getting canceled right now, you're saying? Or that's going around? Well, she put an apology, one of them. Okay, they apologized. But it's just weird. Are they, like, if you looked at it rationally, are they racists? Or are they... Was it funny? Shit talking. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole, the whole <laughs> right? thing. I only saw the yeah, clip. Yeah, that matters. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, yeah. Well, I think the problem is races, or, like, racism has, the definition of it has changed a little bit over time. Mm-hmm. It's become a little more loose. I mean, so I don't know. It's in some ways kind of fun to fuck with somebody, right? Right. And And a lot of times your (laughs) your race, who you Uh, are, is fun to fuck with somebody. Right, yeah. I get that not everybody wants to be fucked with. Yeah, and especially your friends, right? If you know, you know, then then it's cool, right? So And if you're funny. And right, if you make it, <laughs> if you could do it well, if you I'm make it funny, if I don't you, think I'd make a Mexican joke to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'd be funny. You know? Be like, what? All right, mm. let's get on the mat. I don't care if you're right. fucked up. Right. Well, I made a Jewish joke to Amanda the other okay. day, just uh-huh. as a funny thing. Right. And I would like, I would think it was funny if you made a good so, Jewish joke to me. I all would right, think well, it's funny. tell me what you think. So <laughs> okay. I made her a sampler pack. Okay. Did she tell you? No. Okay. So I made her a sampler pack, right? With, uh, you know the mandarins and the white wedding and the end game okay so she you know got to try a couple different ones and that sampler pack looks cool because i seal it and there's just a little nug in each you know little section of it mm-hmm. might make you guys one one of these days but there was only six so i told her i'm like well i got a jewish dozen for you so it took a second, right? But then it's—I thought it was kind of funny, right? Is that a phrase? I've never heard that. No, I oh, just okay. created uh, it. Jewish dozens only six, not twelve. It's uh-huh. just you know, it'd be like a Polish dozen, right? That's eleven or uh-huh. something like that. So right. I was just playing off of right. that. Uh-huh. I thought it was funny. Right, it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't so, be offended. I wouldn't be offended. What's her reaction? I think she got my fucked up sense of humor. But what I'm saying is I've got no, like, I'm indifferent to Jewish people. Like, it doesn't matter yeah, if right. it's just sometimes a funny thing to say when someone's right. got a fucked up stereotype about right. a certain group or yeah. whatever. You make fun of it because it's absurd, yeah. right? Exactly. It, that, so, exactly. That's what, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's absurd so you, and it's ridiculous. You, yeah. and it's like a cartoon. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. you got to have fun with the fun things. Otherwise, right. if you take life too seriously, mm. man, you're just going to, yeah. you're going to, so that's it's what, like that's these what police, we, right? Mm. That there's too much stress. They fucking self-explode, right? They, they self-destruct. So you got to laugh at shit. It's just like Italians being late. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On Italian time. (laughs) On Italian time. I'm not going to say it's not true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
So yeah, you know, I recently saw this YMH. I love YMH. It's a your mom's house. This podcast, I think, it's the funniest thing on. Who's like that's a Tom, Tom Segura yeah. and his wife Christina P. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had one at some point like a year ago, and they had um, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, fuck, I'm gonna forget his name now. Um, Bobby Lee. Do you know Bobby yeah, Lee? The Asian guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's hilarious. I uh-huh. fucking love him. He's fucking hilarious. And they're both doing Asian. They're mocking, you know. Uh-huh. They're, you know, and even Tom, who's you know, I guess like half Peruvian, but he's like looks white, uh-huh. is doing it as well, right? And right. he's making the ridiculous Asian accent or whatever, and it's hilarious. And they're both laughing, and but he doesn't get canceled, mm-hmm. right? And so, so why is that? Caricature. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there's yeah, there's some nuance there. Like I guess in the past, people just knew that. They could, they, you have to kind of, you know, is it funny? Are they making you laugh or are they being a dick? There is like, in the past, we would just have to make that judgment moment to moment, right? Like well, and a, a lot of times they're crossing the lines, right? Yes, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Yes, you have to because, figure out where the line, yeah. Yeah, you just right. got to, ex- this yeah. is what I think. You just got to accept it's always going to be a dick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but fucking okay. people who are dicks are funny, you know, because okay. yeah, they're going to yeah. do dick things to to uh-huh. people uh-huh. so there's going to be a level at which that's a dick to somebody uh, right uh, right yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. if yeah that's what i'm saying in the past it was just like something you had to figure yeah, out you're just like, like okay, you figure out what someone's funny. yeah right. when, like someone's crossing a line yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. i mean like i know so many people who are offended by andrew dice clay right right uh-huh. and well you know he's doing an italian guy and he's jewish <laughs> did you know that i did not yeah yeah so it, so dice is like a, was like an alter ego he used to have like a few characters that he did and Dice was one of them, and he like became Dice, right? Yeah. But really, he's like a some Cohen or something, isn't he? You know? <laughs> <laughs> something like that. That's funny. Yeah. And so no one, he doesn't get canceled, you know. So there is this weird arbitrary. But do you think canceling. he would be canceled now, like if he was Dice doing some of those jokes? Yeah. Like I Dice wonder. today would uh, would Dice right. be able Especially to the emerge girl, the, the women, from the like comedic the women jokes? Or yeah. Whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know that. Well, comedians that we give them leeway, like people that like comedy, uh-huh. think that stuff's funny. You know what I mean? So it's you know. I, but do I feel we like... have somebody who's that overt right now? Mm-hmm. That's that direct because it even seems to me like maybe not Chappelle, but some of these comedians have just mm-hmm. softened it a little bit mm-hmm. recently. What about Bill Burr? Like Bill Burr talks mad. Nah, about he women. talks. Yeah, he talks right? shit all the time. But he's one of the ones who has it. But he's been. But I think he he's been attacked like, though recently. You know. And, yeah, but and he's, he's standing like, strong. He's, he's like impervious. Uh-huh. Like that's yeah. the thing. Does Chappelle's impervious? Ger- Gervais. How do you reach that level? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think. I mean, they're brilliant people uh-huh. who are hilarious. Right. And they make f- hilarious ideas too, right. and even interesting. Like what I, I, what I think with ideas. those guys though is they don't have some like huge thing like sexual deviancy or you know what i'm saying something like that that could really bring them down so then uh-huh, it's they're actually like clean yeah okay. uh-huh. to some degree i'm right, saying right, right. you know there's levels i think of acceptance that uh, you could say and oh I, well that's yeah. I th- and i think something about comedy mm-hmm. like and, and and the fool and like the clown kind of thing they, they're like somehow outside a normal society 
You know, they're able to say, you know, like this is just like an old, like if you take it, the, the symbolism mm -hmm. of the fool. Uh, back in the day, the king, the fool could was the only one that could talk shit to the king, mm -hmm. was the fool. Everybody else would get their head chopped off. But yeah, if you didn't talk uh -huh. good shit though to the king, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you yeah, were yeah. just talking shit to the you know, king. He chopped their heads off too. But, yeah, you're going to get fucking But that's the idea. Hammered. It's like the comedian was the one. It's like maybe like also like the Hayoka is like the Native American like trickster figure, like a coyote. Uh, Sundance, they're the one, only one that, that goes counterclockwise, that dances the other direction. They do everything opposite. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? They make fun of everything. Thing. they surprise you it's the carnival all that kind of stuff so somehow that they're like outside of like normal so they're impervious to the the canceling thing unless you're jacking well, off in front of people i think <laughs> but see i think the real test is gonna be uh, if you start to see those people getting shut down and uh -huh. getting canceled and okay um well, i if think anybody that that's a, if, if they want to cancel anybody yeah. it's comedians yeah right because they say shit that people get offended by yeah that's that's half of what they do or i don't know somehow tied in with what they do mm -hmm. right um i think another part of it is that people that cancel aren't funny <laughs> and they have bad senses of humor <laughs> you know what i mean so they're not watching comedy you know what i mean they're not they're not watching actually funny people they're watching people that have you know i don't know <laughs> this is my theory <laughs> i think that cancelers have no sense of humor i would agree yeah. mm -hmm. i mean because you get offended too easy right exactly and there is a thing about being tense mm -hmm. and you know and if you're serious that's the thing if you're too serious you can't get the joke you take mm -hmm. everything seriously. Take you, like everything. Miss, yeah. you like miss it. I had a friend yeah. who, um, these guys who trained here for a little bit of time, and they were from uh, Saudi Arabia. And so one of them invited me over to his house to have a traditional Saudi meal. And um, nice. so that was pretty cool, right? Mm -hmm. I got to ask him a lot of questions. But I was, um, you know, we were talking about something, and he's like, Saudis are very serious people. Like he emphasized mm. that, uh -huh. you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, but right, he was saying that there are a lot of times on edge, and there's a lot of like, mm. you know, discipline and structure and right. So it's a good side to seriousness. Yeah, but mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe humor is like the opposite side of it, or something. Well, so because like I was asking yeah. him about uh -huh. that, you know, yeah, like. Yeah. We, you know, we were going into that world and mm -hmm. it was almost like that's not mm. common, you know, like well, I would think, being I think amused, you could, yeah. I guess. Well, what about this? Like, like, like yeah. maybe in goal. Can yeah. you really imagine people without humor, though? Like, they might I don't think it's a, without humor. I think like it's a just kind a very, level. you know, like... Um, Controlled or subdued, like controlled. Yeah, yeah you only get it uh, in small doses, and right, it becomes very dark. Yeah. I think in so totalitarian I, places, you yeah. could say. I don't want to, because I don't know about specifically Saudi sure. Arabia or where, sure. but there are comedians in some of those countries with the more totalitarian systems that mm -hmm. are in jail mm -hmm. and probably have been killed. I would assume. Sure. You know, comedians. So, th so there is like that. Going against yeah well so there's the, the thing again because the com uh -huh. the comedian's gonna talk shit mm -hmm. and and totalitarians also like, I wonder people. if there's any North Korean comedians <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> no, right I bet there's not yeah <laughs> if there is there's just like talking dad shit jokes. about the United right, States right, right, there you go. nice nice there you go yeah yeah um, I think it was oh, man gosh. I forget I think it was uh, who was the guy that was the Russian back in the 80s he was kind of like a goofy actor comedian you, you know him he was in a couple movies 
Ah, uh, God, what was his name? Like Andy Kaufman? No, he was actual Russian guy. Russian okay. ass- accent. He, had, he was really goofy. You, if I said the name, you'd uh-huh. know. I'm forgetting his name. Okay. Um, and he was from Russia. And he okay. talked about how at first he was trying to be a comedian in Russia mm-hmm. in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the rules that they had. They had some crazy rules. He, he was on like a ship, a cruise ship. He was mm-hmm. like a cruise ship comedian. And he like was only allowed to say certain things. He had these things you couldn't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so he mentioned that. Yeah, that'd yeah. be rough. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, none yeah. of this is funny. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I make fucking get <laughs> yeah. something funny out of this. Right, so there is some, you know, I, I guess like the other thing is like comedians like really playful. It's kind of, it's kind of that attitude. Mm-hmm. And if, like structure and discipline is is kind of like the opposite of that you know it's mm-hmm. like uh saying things are like this they need to be this way right and a comedian's like well what a, you know and breaks breaks uh the normal things that you should say or can do they like break those things mm-hmm. and so some people would see that as dangerous maybe it is dangerous like maybe the left you know how they like jordan talks about that with the they're like higher in openness people democrats people on the left or whatever are mm-hmm. higher in trait openness that you know he talks about those things mm-hmm. um the five big traits whatever mm-hmm. five big personality traits and so o- open people want to change things they want you know and then maybe they can easily go with that idea of things progressing to be better evolution and stuff so then they're progressives but they but it's that same kind of impulse to like turn things over right to like change things mm-hmm. you know what i mean so so it's also like creativity so the like the fool the comedian is also like some aspect of like being creative mm-hmm. you know it's like you're playing around with ideas rather it is kind of like the opposite of that like structured disciplined form you like break it rather than keep it like mm-hmm. the conservative idea i don't know there's some relationship there yeah right and it's like a balance that can be dangerous right and so like a totalitarian government's like yo someone gets out of line it can be dangerous yeah, if you, it starts if things any happen, kind of change they don't right, want any kind of change they don't want change that's right. right so they are dangerous and then um and then maybe if you have too much comedy too much break the genders too much you know turn everything upside down that's also a danger mm-hmm. right so maybe that's like the two sides of it you know well i think that's where like the individual is so important because it should be up to you to be able to decide mm. where your gauge is, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and that's fine if you follow what other people think, right? I, I, so I'm not saying you shouldn't follow someone, absolutely. But you shouldn't legislate who you have to follow or who, you know, what I'm saying gets to be in the game in the first place, right? And that's where there's these big problems that that come into play with this progressive movement is that they're trying to change things so much that it leads to way, way less opportunities because there's only things that are going to be accepted and tolerated. And when you give, this is the thing that blows me away. Like this is one of those things that, again, we were talking about in the beginning. It's so absurd. It's like government doesn't function very well. It's too like big. It's hard mm-hmm. to manage it correctly. There's very few organizations. We had talked about this, I think, um, that are managed well. So somebody said parks, you know, recreation and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, that's, mm-hmm. I can't really argue that because I think we've got a good national park system. Mm-hmm. And I think um, mm-hmm. we've they- got, you know, 
I, I think it, from what I understand about it, at least it's functioning okay. pretty good right. for a government agency. Okay. Mm-hmm. But think of another. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? And it's like so. They're, they're such complex systems that they have correct. to. Correct. And so the like, bigger you make them. Manage. And mm-hmm. the more that you put on there, on mm-hmm. their plate, mm-hmm. it's like anything else. The less it's that's going to get done, more waste is going to happen. You're not going to be allocating things appropriately because everybody's going to have their hand in the pile. Nobody's going to be able to, you know, like say, ooh, this position right now is more important than this position, so we need to put our attention here and then we'll get to here. You know, there's going to be too many competing things. And so when people want to make government broader like that, again, I don't understand what the the rationale behind it is because we can't even make government function right now the mm-hmm. way that we are right and so mm-hmm. you know there's again all these absurdities that people think okay well you just make it bigger and it'll function more it's like mm-hmm. well yeah I mean, yeah i try to i try to steal man it it is hard mm-hmm. to like understand because so like you know maybe you would even understand this better like they they want to make laws like well like hate speech should be a law mm-hmm. right they, they'll say that they say you know they say there's no such thing as like canceling doesn't exist because it's just a bunch of people that de- getting what they deserve i think that's the argument that they would make sure there's like oh there's no such thing as but then know, but, things are vague right mm-hmm. it's they and mm-hmm. deserve and then, well who are they and what do they deserve mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and who gets to decide what they deserve right. and does yeah. they change does they change when the the group in power decides they is a, a, a different group? Right, right. A, and who decides what's offensive? I mean, because you could mm-hmm. say something to me that yeah. is like, okay, well, yeah, you might call me a dirty Mexican. I might be like, yeah, well, mm-hmm. I am. You know, that's right? what's and, so crazy about it. Like, my mom, uh-huh. you know, so I've told her that I think political... You know, 15 years ago, I told her that political correctness was, I thought, a dumb idea. <laughs> and that's because I was listening yeah. to George Carlin and fucking, right. you know, whoever, you know, and, and he has, good, you know, he made good points that I, I realized what that really meant. Mm-hmm. And, and the other day she says, well, why don't you just call my friend who she has a friend that is, is black, mm-hmm. the N word, because you don't like political correctness. So she thinks that what you know you see where i'm going yeah. there like where it's chaos going. and people and are just like, gonna make like the like reason i don't like choices. political correctness is because i want to call someone a bad mm-hmm. name or whatever yeah uh, you know so it's because it's imposed uh-huh. that's yeah. the uh, right so i don't know maybe that's like off topic it's just no like, it, it, it absolutely mind, like, is on topic <laughs> you know that's that's the the rationale is that if you don't legislate this stuff then people are going to automatically go to the worst Right, right. That is the, the belief. It's that's like, right. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so they think that people are like horrible people. Right, right. Or, or the philosophy thinks that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to, you have to do something about the Trumpsters and the and the oh, the you know the terrorists. You know, what I mean the what do they say domestic right terrorists mm-hmm. the QAnon right. right? Um, and yeah, so so there is yeah. So how much of it is that right? That it's just like. A belief that humans are bad or evil and that you have to curtail those tendencies with like control i mean obviously the counter argument is the self control mm-hmm. right that it's really and i would make that argument i, I mean i love that solzhenitsyn idea that the the line between good and evils in your own heart mm-hmm. right that's where evil is it's in you right and so you gotta like 
figure that shit out inside mm -hmm. rather than say that this person is horrible and deserves this or whatever and you at least you gotta start there right um and yeah so because then yeah then it's the self-responsibility thing then it's like your morality starts with your own actions rather than like trying to control other people's actions um, but but maybe their argument is is the, that left argument is that they want society as a whole to have this like socialized it's like culture mm -hmm. right so how much that's that that's the other good point that whole culture's upstream of politics mm -hmm. starts at culture first so like i've heard people say like if people start disbelieving that free speech is a good idea upstream in culture if just culture thinks free speech is a bad idea later on we'll get rid of free speech mm -hmm. as like a law yeah because how culture is what people actually think about stuff mm -hmm. not just government ideas with lawyer speak and written down on a thing or whatever mm -hmm. um uh shit so where are they going with that um oh yeah so so they want the morality to be in the culture they say you know we shouldn't be white supremacists mm -hmm. and transphobic and stuff mm -hmm. and so they want the culture to have like this moral structure and to like keep us all in check mm -hmm. or whatever which is also like the same argument in a way like we want if we're good people and and we deal with our own immorality ourselves we create a culture that would do that right in in theory like if you if all of us do that ourselves then then what would grow out of that would be a culture that would have a moral compass. Well, and that's, um, but that's that difference between influencing because that's influence. Okay. You would influence, so you start from that small microcosm of you mm -hmm. to influence somebody else, and now collectively you influence, and collectively you influence, right, and right. it grows out right. from there, right? And, and then so it's a whatever, whatever that, that morality want, yeah. is mm -hmm. that you believe and that you yes. hold. And so if you're able to influence people, fantastic. That's what America is about. But again, the other side wants to put this umbrella and mm -hmm. it's contained. You know, it, it's not influencing growing, it's mm -hmm. containing it. The problem is what if what I deem is morally acceptable, what if my culture, you know, so like military culture, you talk shit. That's literally part of it, right? Mm -hmm. you, you know, there's a lot of things that you do. You better wake up over there. <laughs> there's a lot of things I'm, that you I'm do. I'm thinking it's like, uh, I had a thought, I swear I did. But it's, oh yeah, it's like we're a bunch of culture viruses because mm. how we influence, you mm. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it grows, right. spreads. And, and, and the idea, I would hope, like with free speech, what about this? Like I thought about this the other day, that um, how do we know that the good idea wins? Like free speech is almost faith that mm -hmm. because we're idea or what do you call it? Um, culture virus. viruses? Culture, culture, culture viruses. viruses. Yeah. Because we're like that, you would hope that the person that has the good idea has the idea that spreads, right? Well... Well, good, is but it, is what good, consider a good idea keep, because well, how do you keep each, each other in check? Right, and and who gets mm. to decide what a good idea is? Because this is what I think is yes. a good idea. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I think a good idea would be for I mean you're fucking injured right now, but let's say you weren't injured for the three of us to go get that big ass tire and flip it up and down the street one mm. whole lap. You might think that idea sucks. Okay. Right? You might be like, yeah, that idea is fucking Horrible. lame. <laughs> and I could give you 20 
fucking reasons right now why it's a good idea. So de- how to determine what a good idea is, is is very difficult. You're right. right. And then maybe you can make the argument that free speech is the space in which you could figure out what ideas are good and which ones aren't. Mm-hmm. For I you. like that argument. I, I like that argument. And the less we legislate, right, mm-hmm. the less we make those things, then the more freedom we're going to have. But, the, but look also what also, mm-hmm. I agree, but also what happens is things like wokeness also spread. And... And that's where war then has to happen. Oh, Jesus. That's, but uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but some sort of war. It doesn't okay, need to okay, be right, like right. a full on, yeah, yeah. full, Physical you know, thing. hot right. war. Culture war, right. But uh-huh. could be a culture war, could be mm-hmm. a cold war, could be, right. you know, things like and that. Things and things are going to be different. Like whatever happens, right, you know, is. is be... I mean, this is so fucking lame to say, right? Mm. But is that a bad thing? You know, some ideas have to prevail. I mean, there's got to yeah. be struggle. You know, there's things that we need. We've get we've given up pretty much all of our struggle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we really have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've created I mean, a struggle. Again, this is a struggle. That thing, yeah, this uh, is going to be a war. What's the thing? You know, strong men create uh-huh. well, how's it go a good world yeah and then, and that then creates a good like world soft creates men. soft men and soft men create a bad world and, and then that, it, something like that yeah, i'm not saying that, it right i never that like that cycle, say that but one, right? yeah but it is that thing and mm-hmm. we're, we're at that point now when the soft phase and then people are trying to like i saw this video today i thought about playing it for you guys it's it's crazy like it's uh for some reason i went on twitter today i've been staying off it entirely and i was thinking about like the riot videos and stuff i was like well let me check this out what's going on up there um and i came across this guy on his knees and he's screaming he's has no shirt on he has like swimmer goggles on and he's screaming black lives matter crying Mm -hmm. crying on his knees you know and i completely it looks like this religious experience Mm -hmm. you know what i mean he's crying hands knees you know what i mean it's like um you know it's like it's providing that for him Mm -hmm. right And, and i can't help but think that because things are missing as far as like whatever the strong men did and then you know the (laughs) the world got fucked up things became missing and then all of these things come in to like uh in that vacuum Mm -hmm. right so you know the whole like god-shaped hole in your heart you know i mean ideology you know i mean you get rid of that and all of a sudden all these other things come in so now we're having all these all that's what's like maybe one ask one way to think about it all these things are like coming in to like fill up a gap Mm -hmm. that somehow um, was created and maybe it's generational and sometimes I think that it's even deeper than that because we're going through things as a like a, a human race mm-hmm. that has never happened before yeah right and then you know to keep it on that idea just the fact that there's never been a, a secular civilization until like the enlightenment or and even then it was still like slowly going now there's actual like I I'm pretty much secular mm-hmm. not, not that I want to be like I, I strive for a connection with spiritual things but I'm pretty much like I'm so rational you know what I mean that if I try to find a spirituality it's really fucking difficult and I was like given a somewhat of a hollow tradition or whatever but mm-hmm. yeah yeah so would you say that just describing to <laughs> that belief of yours or perception of yeah, yourself uh, is 
what's limiting you to it very well could be my mm-hmm. framing of it very well could be i think so yeah um but so but that's where i'm at you know what mm-hmm. i mean and so from my whole life i've i mean not to get too personal or whatever but for my whole life i've i've seeked that you know mm-hmm. i've looked for that mm-hmm. um and i tried the like the modern ways to like cherry pick things i like this about buddhism mm-hmm. that's nice Ooh, sufis say this and they have mm-hmm. this concept of this and uh, kabbalah that's cool it's like a new age approach or whatever um but uh yeah but i always have this like reason the the reason like picks everything apart you know what I mean? It's like, where, where's God left when you can like take everything down to like molecules and fucking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I, I feel that one, that is a symptom that is culturally pervasive right mm-hmm. now in all first world countries. This is my, this is the concept that I'm, my map I've been putting on things. Mm-hmm. And that some of like this woke stuff and some of the problems are not just the generational thing about weak men making the world that we're in now but that it's a, a larger problem mm-hmm. that there are the lack of meaning the meaning crisis all yeah. that stuff um purpose in your life right and, yeah and mm-hmm. I, that's where i think so this is the funny thing right mm-hmm. again coming back to what um i'm trying to do with jujitsu is help people develop confidence mm-hmm. right resiliency um finding purpose do it through community because i think with those types of things, then you can start to actually move to those other places. You know what I'm saying? You can start to see them. You can start to see something maybe beyond yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's important, and I think we're just losing all of that. And I think when we're not having a deeper belief, right? I think it limits us into how we can enjoy what we're presently experiencing, mm-hmm. you, you know? So, because mm-hmm. um, if we look at it just from the person, right. there's a lot of fucking yeah. shitty things that you could be you like, get trapped well, that in there. sucks and this sucks. Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all get you, all in your ego. If you look at it from the experience... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of those experiences, even bad experiences, are yeah. like, gosh, I'm going through, I'm glad I'm going through this bad experience because otherwise I wouldn't even experience yeah. right. what this would be yeah. like. I, I think the, the best if not. like quick definition of framing is that idea of like half full, half empty. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the same cup with the same amount of liquid, but how do you see it? So right. like that whole like optimistic um aspect to it to you know, seeing what's happening to you with more optimism, mm-hmm. right? It's like one of the main frames, right? Good or bad, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I was talking to that yoga girl that I was mentioning earlier. Um, and uh, one of the things that we were talking about was just when you see, you know, like extreme suffering and difficulties, it gives you a perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, my issues Mm. in a lot of ways could be exaggerated Mm -hmm. because when I look at the levels that I could be, you know, dealing with issues, none of my issues have really ever been that bad compared to Mm -hmm. some other people's issues. And it really is hard to like Mm -hmm. break that personal perspective. You know, you could watch a movie about someone that like Mm -hmm. lost their 
parents and a whatever mm-hmm. or like you know what i mean sure but it like doesn't really get to you it's it takes a lot it's hard to like you know i, I do it all the time i see a, a handicapped person on the street and i try to be like like imagine myself with my without a leg or whatever mm-hmm. and try to like you know and you just you drift and then you're on to the next thought you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it doesn't <laughs> it does you know what i mean Barely yeah you yeah, can't like it, it doesn't empathize. yeah it doesn't mm-hmm. it takes a lot to let those things those ideas really mm-hmm. really influence how you see the world you know well I, I think this is one of the big problems this is what i feel is that people don't want to um necessarily be challenged in how they see the world Mm. you know they want to have a perception and they want that perception to be right Mm -hmm. and so they surround themselves in an environment that's going to only confirm that right Mm. so if you got a negative view on america you're going to surround yourself with the information that provides that you're going to surround yourself with the negative people Mm -hmm. that you know are in a same Mm -hmm. maybe financial structure and they're like see it sucks because the rich guy has all of this and we don't have any of this and you start to narrow your scope in mm-hmm. that direction. But don't we all do that? Confirmation well, bias. Right, confirmation yeah. bias. I think we like, do in, uh, in places. This mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You have to do that to some degree, right? Right, yeah. But then that's, remember when we were talking about the U's, right? Where there's you inside the fishbowl and then you step out one. Mm-hmm. But that's not the whole picture because there's still what this guy is seeing. So you step out beyond that and you get to see what this guy is seeing, seeing what that guy is doing, right? And and you can keep stepping your way out. And so I think, I don't think that that's what people do. I think that they only want to be in that Mm -hmm. fishbowl. And so, yeah, I think for, for me to listen to a story right? There's got to be something that's going to draw me into that story, right? So either it's confirming what, oh yeah, fucking, you know, this is happening. And so you're going to start to read through that story and you're going to get some information on that. Or it's going to be, maybe you're like, see, these guys are just fucking going to blow this story out of proportion again. So I'm going to read it just to prove that oh, they blew it out of proportion again, whatever your reason to be drawn in. Mm-hmm. I think those are important. But then you got to now let me step back and let me analyze what I just mm-hmm. did. I mean, that's mm-hmm. part of learning, right? You guys have to, it's confirmation bias. We're doing jujitsu and I'm telling you, this is, this works. This move works. Right. You have to, if you want that move to work, she's got to, you know, if she says to you, oh, that move never works. Well, now all of a sudden you're going to question because she move. just framed it. And right. She, but maybe it doesn't yeah. work for her because uh, yeah. she's got a hip injury and she yeah. can't, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she confirms like, oh, this move, this is great. I did it. And all of a sudden you're going to put yourself yeah. in this place. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to learn it. You got to understand it. You got to create a thought process around it. But then I don't want you to do a move because I told you it works. I want you to do a move because you prove that, oh man, this fucking works. Mm-hmm. Right. Proved, yeah. And, and that's where you got to challenge it. Then you got to put mm. it to the test. You got to say, oh, this move that I mm. learned, I'm going to see if I can actually work yeah. it on this guy who's so resisting then you, me. Then you science it. Mm-hmm. You do yeah, experiments. Yeah, you test you it test out. test it out. Well, so, you know, to bring it just briefly back to the Chauvin idea, 
like there's this this other aspect where as as we were talking about how you could like zoom in on every little idea about the crowd you know i mean how many people are there da, 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 about the knee on his neck and the you know the the, the the vein and the you know the muscle and the bone where's it at um there's so much to every situation um i heard this idea recently that you could say that there's no such thing as literal right because when you ask somebody what happened right they they break it down they say he kicked his ass and 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 that's meaning and so you're like oh that's what happened that's the me that's what i needed you don't need you know, he he did a double leg by, you know, using gable grip and, mm-hmm. and he had his ear right by his hip and then and then this much muscle moved and this hair. You know what I mean? So if you describe every specific thing about a situation, um, that would be literal. But but the li- literal's in absolutely infinite because you can't describe. So you have to like filter out what's important and you have to like make sense out of it. So that's the idea. So and that's the story mm-hmm. as far as what you're saying like we put we put stories on the world because that's the only way we can like interact with the world yeah, which and is communicate like, with the world. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I thought about jujitsu when I was thinking about that recently and and with how you teach, you know, or with any teacher that that's what you're doing. You're helping you you're you've sifted through. You've used that that muscle. I'm starting to think of that thing as a muscle. Like people that are able to like look at the world, look at fucking coronavirus and everything going on and able to make like a something make sense out of it. You know, they can they can have an idea out of that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see that as like an important muscle that people have. Like some people can make sense out of things. They, you can go to a situation, a party, and you can be like, this, there's some shit, shady shit going down over there. We should like take off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they can make sense out of stuff. And, 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 and so teachers do that. And so I was thinking about that with all the vast, you know, uh, positions that you can have. And there's so much to think about, especially like at first, like if you try to teach someone an arm bar, for instance, there's no way you could get it tight enough to that you could actually do it to anybody really. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just like there's so much information that is completely beyond them. It's like uh, it's just like molecules, air, mm-hmm. gas, you know, and, it, and but you can help them by saying this is what matters. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're making meaning out of that situation. Legs go here, knees go here, elbow to stomach, or you know, however, whatever. Um, and so it's like a sense making. You've done that work, and then and then I like yeah. So so we have stories in our lives. We get we can get stuck in them. And even when you were talking about that, I'm I guess I'm so fucking egotistical that I'm always thinking of myself. But I was thinking about how I am stuck in stories. You know, you're, you're talking about the left stuck in stories and shit. But I I have that fucking mm-hmm. problem, and I see it all the time, and they're really hard to break out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so and then you say it to do experiments, right? And that's another hard thing to do. And that's what I mean about like the bringing a whiteboard. I want to, when I have conversations with some people, I want a whiteboard. Can we like do every single one? This point, this point, this point. As we were kind of did with showing yeah. a little bit. But if you really wanted to understand the situation, and that is that sense making muscle. Mm-hmm. So, how do I make sense out of something? And then, how do I, uh, how, how do you construct your thoughts to understand something? And then, how do you make an experiment to like prove or disprove that thing? And then, you know, this is my problem with like in life with like trying to maybe like find success in mm-hmm. business and stuff like that. Is I have a problem having that that view last over like a year mm-hmm. with using discipline that I, I'm testing 
like you know like with, with what Jordan talks about like having this goal mm-hmm. and then testing whether you're getting to that goal or not constantly mm-hmm. going back and testing and I don't think I'm good at that mm-hmm. I think that's one of my biggest problems is that I just kind of get lost and then I'm just like doing stuff I'm practicing I'm working you know mm-hmm. I work hard uh, and I work a lot but it's a little, you know, I don't have that, that long game. I don't have the ability to do those tests mm-hmm. and to say, is this working? Am I this much farther that I need to be to get to that end? Mm-hmm. You know what well, I mean? How, how would you get there? Good fucking question. But I think like, Jordan has good ideas, not to always mm-hmm. be bringing him up, but whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and, and, and uh, that, uh, that book that you recommended to me, he said some of that stuff too, the uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that mm-hmm. one. He yep. said some of this stuff. Like, it was similar things. Like, you set goals with money it's like science you say i want to make this much more the next year and then you can easily like test for those things you could say did you or did you not make yeah. that and then you break it mm-hmm. then you got a direction yeah right and then you uh, start to build your path to right, get there exactly i mean yeah. it's funny cuz i was thinking about this doing land navigation in the military i was mm. talking about this but so you you have a point right so you have your starting point and then you have your point that you're trying to get to. And so you've got to know that point before you can start to build a route. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then you start to build the route as you know where that point is. And you might have to do a quick scan ahead and see if there's any big, like, you know, like water features. Let's say you don't want to start just right on this very specific point and not look up until you get there you want to kind of understand the layout of the the land land. and you're like oh okay well here's you know like some hilly terrain so i got to be you know understanding i'm i might be fucking going up some steep shit um Mm -hmm. might have some valleys right you might have swamps you might have whatever so you got to have a general understanding of the layout and then you start to make you know mm-hmm. some headway, you start to to, to make some and then you got to adjust forward. as you go because you can't see over the mountain. Let's Correct. say, and once or you, get you up come there, up to a let's yeah. say you come up to a water feature that wasn't on the map, mm-hmm. right? It's not big enough to be on the map, or maybe it's seasonal, mm-hmm. and so now you got a dog leg around it. Mm-hmm. So you got to say, okay, well, that's where I need to be, but I'm going to have mm-hmm. to go all the way around here. So you've got to refigure out yeah. how to do that, and then get right back on right. To the yeah. path that you were on, right? Because right. you don't want to, or, or maybe even possibly choose a new path because yeah. you didn't realize that. It's it, like pheno hunting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> huh, it yeah. is. I, I like that actually, and you could further use uh, the the hunting analogy is awesome because also you have like aiming. Yeah, you literally have aiming mm-hmm. uh, to a specific point, so right. that's the same idea. I've been thinking about this with my son, like, I like how do I instill in him get an aim, mm-hmm. you know think about that shit and it's fucking important you know and how do i like so this is what i think the answer is because i've heard that from several people Uh, right i've heard that from several people um i don't think you teach them that i think what you do Mm. is you teach them the process Mm. and from there when somebody understands the process, they're going to figure what's, out what's an the, aim. What's the process? So the, the process like is the skills to learn how to, how to, to learn. pick an aim, right? Uh, okay. So it's like okay. jujitsu, for mm-hmm. instance. Well, you got to learn how to learn jujitsu before you can learn jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So half of the stuff that we're doing mm-hmm. is developing sensitivity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I might trick you guys and say, oh, we're doing this. But a lot of it is yeah. just to develop sensitivity. Yeah. With one of the brown belts right now, that's one of the big things 
excuse me, that she needs to work on. And she's a brown belt and she's good. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, that's a lesser thing that you should have had way back in the day because it gets refined. But the more refined it gets, the more refined your understanding of the game gets. So you got to learn how to learn something. And then as you learn it, you get better at it. So are you saying like the thing to do to be able to learn how to find a name Mm -hmm. is to just learn anything? Well, you I think I mean? you like learn the any, process any of things, right? So uh-huh. when we when we talk about learning the process of something, what what do you think is one component in learning the process? If if let's just say jujitsu, right? So you want to learn jujitsu. So what's one in learning the process of jujitsu? Yeah, in, in a tool that would develop, be part of the process, an ingredient in the process of learning it. Mm-hmm. Well, being open to it. Okay, so being open. Mm-hmm. So there's one. Mm-hmm. Commitment mm-hmm. is two. Yep. Right? Okay. Right. So yeah. um, toughness, well, sensitivity. Uh, well, those things will come, right? Mm-hmm. But first, we've got to get Something. the things that build those, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have commitment, if you don't say, okay, I'm Just making say, a commitment, yeah, yeah, yeah. then the toughness will never okay. get there so because as soon as you put the ego at the door, it'd be another one then. Maybe you leave your ego at like, the door. Okay, I uh-huh. trust this. I'm just going to just mm-hmm. do what, you know, what these people say to do right, right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be then one level, let's say. And then you got your next level, which would be, okay, toughness and um, resiliency and these other things that were developed. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the next level and then the next level. And it keeps kind of stacking the more that you learn Mm -hmm. the more efficient you get in your learning the more you Mm -hmm. stack those things but then you become willing you you know what i'm saying and i think that becomes the key for somebody you know like Mm -hmm. your son so for phoenix is to teach him how to be willing to find a name mm -hmm. because there's going to be struggle in there i i I think that's part of the answer i think like i of course i believe in this Mm -hmm. because that art music martial arts um are skills that I believe teach people how to like live life. Yes, and, and I, I would argue that any art, absolutely, is that. And then, because they take those same right. things, they take commitment. Yeah. And there's take... all kinds of things that mm-hmm. you can do artfully, almost anything in life. Sure. So if you, so you can almost do anything. Yes. But I do think there's this other aspect of trying to find what you love and yes. like seeking. You have to somehow seek. Yes. And you can't. And I worry that he's going to be in the fucking basement playing video yeah. games. Yeah. You know I mean, uh-huh. I don't fucking worry about that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So, and so, ambition. So what What's that fire inside mm-hmm. some people that gets them out the fucking door well, and looking for? Well, shit, here's you know? okay. So here's one of the big things, right? I think it's hard for somebody who's not very good at things to mm-hmm. want to go try things. That's interesting. Different. Point. Okay. Yeah. But if you got somebody who knows how to be good at something, right? Then you're much more likely to try something because you understand the process of how you can be good. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I'm saying. I think with finding something, right, is that when kids have the confidence that they can be good at things and they've made the commitment long enough to get past the, oh, I got to do this again kind of thing, where they actually what really they, look what, forward what and enjoy it. really good at being bad? <laughs> like... How at being they... bad, really good at being like a mean, bad yeah. kid or like <laughs> being... No, just like bad as I'm just saying that because you're saying you're using the word good. Mm-hmm. So get good at something, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what if they became, became so good at 
not you see what I'm trying to say? I suppose you could. Like, like what if you, like, like gave up on shit so all negative. the time? Well, and, like, sure. You know, and I think right. that that's... So therein lies... This, I think, is the biggest problem with parents that I see from the outside perspective. Mm. Is that we don't instill in our kids the value of commitment. Yeah. Right? And Clearly. when you have the value of commitment... Okay, so a kid's going to want to try different things a lot of times. And they say, well, okay, I want to try violin. Mm. Great. We'll try violin. Here's the rules yeah. of I violin. Like, I like that you make people do a commitment, and I'm I'm about to start mm-hmm. doing that. Like, I won't start a kid unless he at least six months. Mm-hmm. A year would be better. That, because there's no reason, you know. Right. There's no reason. Like, what are we doing? You know. Sure. And then I, I don't. And then it becomes this thing where I'm following the whim of a fucking eight year old. I want to learn that. I want to do this. Like, right. And that's but, where but they're you... never going to want to do what's hard. They're never going right. to want to practice. And, and it's, I'm constantly, I have yeah, to battle but you that. You might get a chance know? to get them to do that. Mm. Well, I think that's what the commitment. So I think mm. a parent says to a kid, we're going to do this, but it's for X amount of time. Right. And we've got to practice X amount of weeks and teach them the value of a contract. Mm-hmm. Shake on it. Mm-hmm. Great. You said you were going to do it mm-hmm. because what I see is mm. the it, my like biggest like thing that bothers me the most mm. is when I say I'm going to do something yeah. and I don't do it. Right. it. When I do that, and sometimes I'm not conscious of it. Sometimes, you know, I think a problem that I have is I make a commitment and then I get pulled aside to something else mm. and I don't register it. Yeah. And then I forget about it. Right. Yeah. Those... I don't give it slack in that regard, but I'm saying those are like unintentional commitment breakers. But so I'll, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll like understand those, Mm -hmm. but it's the ones where I say I'm going to do something and I fucking don't do it. Mm -hmm. I try not to let those things happen much. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to be really conscious of it, but those things hurt the most. I think that's, such a valuable thing that if we could instill in kids that it's like mm-hmm. you want to do this here's the commitment this is mm-hmm. x this is your agreement right they they start to see that they've got to follow through with it mm-hmm. and yeah i like that i like that a lot I like that. i've known a lot of like really questionable people that they did what they said said that they were going to do and even if you didn't like that person for things that they did, you had to respect. Like that, if this guy yeah. tells you he's gonna fuck you up, he's gonna mm-hmm. do what he says he's mm-hmm. gonna do. If you know whatever, mm-hmm. there's like there's that. a respect in that that you. There's can be something like, about like will in that. Like this person I can make shit like happen. A they, similar argument as what all these other people are arguing right now. There with all the legislations and everything, isn't that like a different kind of manifestation of the same thought pattern? That they that they're doing what they said they're gonna do, yeah. Well, or trying to get people like a contract. Mm. Like with what? Like that um, travel passport thing? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it could be. Well, anything really. But see, here's the thing. I think when we're talking about a kid and an adult, we're talking about a couple different things. But I, I think yes and no. With a kid, you can't give a kid yet the freedom to just Oh, well, choose, I wasn't talking about right? kids. I was talking about people who believe 
who have you know people who are more liberal or on the left. Right, but the problem is what they're trying to do is they're trying to be the adults to adults. You, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to like legislate, impose on now free thinking adults. We're we're not the kids. So I think in that regard, what you're saying is yes, is that what they're trying to do? If I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, yes, I think that's what they're trying to do. But now it's in an appropriate time. That's the type of thing you do with kids is you don't give them many choices. You don't give them free reign to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You've got to raise them inside a structure. Mm-hmm. But once they're old enough, it's like, okay, well, that was just to teach you how to be disciplined, how to create a structure. Now, if you wanted to be Catholic, you could go be Catholic. Or if you wanted to be this, you could go be this because you've got enough experience in knowing how that process goes. So, I um, mean, I don't disagree with that. I was just bringing it up as me imagining it, that would be part of their argument. Yeah, I you think know, it would be. And that's what I would say to them. Yeah. I'd be like, yes, but I'm a grown man who can make my own choices, right? You're, you know, it, it's like why in jujitsu, um, once you're at a certain rank, you know, you've kind of grown up, right? White belt, you're a baby. You start to get into blue belt, yeah, you're you're getting some maturity. You're kind of in those teen years. These are, you know, like where things come together. You get a purple belt and it's like, yeah, well now you get to make a lot of your choices. What I'm here to do is just help you know shape those for you right i'm helping you kind of understand that here's where these liabilities lie because you haven't experienced that i'm not keeping you from experiencing them i'm just saying be aware these things are out here brown belt it's like well yeah you got to fucking figure that shit out and then black belt at least in that paradigm you understand it you understand the mechanics of it you can build it you can break it down you know what i'm saying and rebuild it again and then you can you know, once you get into a teaching mode, then you can do that for other people. You can say, okay, well, I can break it down, rebuild it within myself. I understand the process. Now I can help you understand that process by breaking it down and rebuilding it. And I know how to it's do nice. it I think, for you when you don't that, know yet. That breaking it down and rebuilding it is what I was saying about mm-hmm. making sense of things. Mm-hmm. I like that. The yeah. whiteboard. Was that the whiteboard? Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that the the muscle I was saying, right? Mm-hmm. That's like an important muscle. Break it down, rebuild it. I like right. That. I heard a, a man. I'm going to mention Jordan like three or four that's times. Uh, cool, he said man. recently on a on on a podcast, he was talking about even specifically music. I think he was saying maybe kids um, that that often learning music is is not pleasurable at all. Mm-hmm. But playing music is really pleasurable. Mm-hmm. So that with kids, um, they just need to, to do that fucking hard work. And mm-hmm. that's just what it is. Yeah. You know? And I think sometimes I have a hard time teaching that because you want to make it fun and yeah. the parents want to well, okay. and all that shit. So this is where I disagree with Jordan. And, and this is mm-hmm. just touching on what you okay. said. And this is what yeah. I was going to say. I think one of the big problems is that we don't teach kids that learning is fun mm. for some reason it's mm. been put into our heads as kids as learning mm. is a drag so I, so i have a hard time like how do you do that though because so here's the at uh-huh. some point i found playing scales with a metronome fun yeah. mm-hmm. that became fun for me sure 
but it is like water torture. Mm-hmm. Tick, 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 right. tick. You know what I mean? And you're sitting there trying to do something you can't do, and but it doesn't you make have any a sense. weird discipline about. It, and but it that. took. I'm just saying it yeah. took a long time. Sure. Like I didn't. I don't even know if I could predict that would happen. Sure. But it happened. Um, and I don't know how to like convey that to like a kid. Like I try to, you know, like, you know, just like, you probably did it out of some sort of rebellious thing. You were probably like, Oh, they said I couldn't fucking play net metrodome. <laughs> then I'm going to fucking show them. There, right. Yeah. Okay. There's something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I bet there was some weird right. thing like that, that popped uh-huh. into your head that right. made you make that commitment. Right. right? Yeah. And, you know, so this is, I, I've been wanting to talk to Amy. Uh huh. Because I'm pretty amazed at where Anthony's at with uh-huh. with the guitar. Yeah, it's like the amount of work that he does is impressive. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen it before. Uh-huh. Honestly, you know, I've never. You know, I don't have like a bunch of like virtuosos or anything. But right. um, he fucking watches. He reads stuff. He knows about the mechanics of the guitar itself. Mm-hmm. He's like, how do I uh, do the you know the truss rod? How do I tighten that to like change the the you know how far the strings are from the fretboard? Yeah. He's like learning the names of bands. He's like learning songs. He's just like you know into it. Mm-hmm. And what I'm wondering is, was he into other stuff before that? Mm-hmm. I want to ask her that. Like, is this a new occurrence? And, and what, you know, because it's so important. Mm-hmm. That's what I would want for any kid is to just have that desire to do that so, if, with anything. You know okay. I mean? So do you think this is a coincidence that Gabriella is like that, is like that in jiu-jitsu? <laughs> at, at, at her age, too. Yeah. Really? You think so? Uh-huh. She's like that, too? I mean... Uh-huh. Dude, she eats it up. She's really good at it. She's uh-huh. always thinking about it. She's okay, always so asking me, uh-huh. like, well, can we extend classes? Um, wow. And, okay. you know, I don't really see that in Gianna yet. But okay. Gianna is... Um, she's just in that weird kind of year, I think. You know, that mm. teen girl mm-hmm. yeah. place. Right, there's um, a lot going on. Yeah, with, with you know, her parents yeah. divorcing mm-hmm. and all of that. So mm-hmm. I think that she's just in that particular place. Um, but I would wonder if she's got that same thing so, somewhere. So it makes me want to ask her even more what she's mm-hmm. doing to like have yeah. two kids that have that. Yeah, what? Uh, you know, yeah. and, and here's the thing genetic, too. This is where you wonder yeah. is the struggle and the difficulty, like mm. an important happen? part. Yeah. Was that, you know, like mm. I'm just saying, mm. you know, like the the things that having two households, you know, does that help kids if you can, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If you can well, manifest any, that. Any can hardship, you, that's what's weird about yeah. life, right? Like any hardship could turn out to be the best thing someone, yeah. the exact same thing that someone needed. Mm-hmm. But then other hardships that, that just doesn't turn out could be out the that ones way. that crush them. Yeah, yeah, or just like confuse things sure. and make things mm-hmm. like. Yeah. But I, but I wonder. This is what I'm saying on that. I wonder if what she did was figure out how to unlock that door, at least for those two. Like, oh, mm-hmm. hardship is this ingredient, right? It's this fuel. Mm-hmm. So we just got to figure out then mm-hmm. the vehicle from which mm-hmm. to to use it because yeah. I mean man that little girl like it's the weird stuff though it's not like um, it's the weird stuff it's like pressures Just natural using naturalness yeah like uh, using yeah. shoulders in a grip mm-hmm. versus just 
grabbing and wrapping right, with arms right. and squeezing and pressing with the head mm. and cutting a knee across. Mm. You know, those are all things mm. that it takes mm. a long time to learn mm. the finesse in, mm. in moves. So, so there's the other part of this thing is like you could also argue, there's two sides to this, but you could argue that some people are just made for certain things. Sure. Right. I okay. think that's the case. Okay. It's just finding it. Right. So, so, so then when you have a kid and you're like, I still, I, it still makes sense to me to like at seven or eight, just make a kid do something for five years. I'm, I'm thinking longer terms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, ideally, I think this is, I don't care what it is. Yeah. It's just it like, this be, is what we do. This yeah, is part we, of your, it's wrestling at school. It's fucking playing an instrument. It's jujitsu is whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then at some point, again, they have to seek stuff. I mean, I don't know if that's, I don't even know if that is my responsibility to be like, hey, try this, Phoenix, try, or, you know, my son, try this, try that. If, or if, if he just needs to do that at some point. And that, you know what I'm saying? So I think he does at some point, but I yeah. think it's your job to see. Here's the thing most people, are going to take the easy road if they can. I think kids learn that right, right. young. And that's, right? that's the danger. So it's, it's like, always harder than... Right. It's if, like, well, yeah. no, I'm going to make this decision for you. Um, yeah. Down the road, you can change that. But it's yeah. like school. He doesn't have a choice of going to school. Right. You right. don't have a choice of some of the things that you have to do. Yeah, so this is just yeah. one of those things right. you have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's right. I mean, maybe back in the day when people were on farms and shit, there was just natural discipline. Mm-hmm. Just around, and because yeah, you, you had it, to survive, right? Now it's, and and maybe also craftsman things too, mm-hmm. like you know how to build a fence, and you know how to like you do learn skill as well. It wasn't; it's not just fucking dumb people doing hard labor or whatever. Um. <laughs> I'm just making sure you're awake over here. Oh my God, I'm listening. Jeez, can y'all just be relaxed? I take my eyes off you for one second. My I head did is not fall asleep. Not, not even one. Nodding. It's been about two hours anyway, so. Just see you guys, man. The time. We never did really get to that health thing, so that was good. We'll uh, work on it next time. Yeah, how to approach that, too. Mm -hmm. How to tie it in. Mm -hmm. Nice. You got anything to add? You got got anything (laughs) to add? Last words? (laughs) Nope. Nothing. (laughs) All right. It's pretty good. Yeah. There's some good stuff in there. I like, at least at the end there, I like the what you said about taking it apart a black belt can take something apart and put it back together right i, mm-hmm. I like that idea um and how to make how to make sense of things like that yeah yeah that's where i think the process is what's important mm, i think the process yeah. i think a black belt in jujitsu right mm-hmm. i'm not saying that because i got a black belt in jujitsu that i'm a black belt in life i mean mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. you know this is the lame thing that you hear a lot of jujitsu guys who get their black belt say is now you've earned the right to start learning right right uh, now it but it is kind of true it's as <laughs> lame as it is right. it really is kind of true because what you've done is you've developed tools and refined the use of them mm. and so at that level whatever mm. that's deemed so in mm. this case it's a black belt well mm. now you've got all of that now go it's learn almost, how almost, to make it your own it's you almost know? the same thing at another scale mm-hmm. it's like you give the kid you know seven years to do this one thing 
And then once you're there, now your journey begins or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of like another scale of right. that. You know what I mean? It's like you do all this work and discipline and skill development. Right. Technique and, you know, and, and conditioning and all that. Right. And then you can like. Because you, yeah. you know the process. You've been in the process long enough to get mm-hmm. tons of repetition in. Yeah. And so, again, if a kid is taught, right, if they, if they're if it's pointed out somehow in some way that they receive that message that what you're learning, why you're learning wrestling is because that process of how to get good and how to stick with it and how to work, excuse me, work through the rough times and all of those things, you understand that process and you can just pull it out and plug it into whatever else that you want to learn. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but you understand it's not going to be easy because you understand the process. Right. It's just you understand the something. process. You've been through yeah. something that hard for that long. So you know that, right. okay, I and can do it. you also know what it, it takes. Yeah. You have an idea of what it right. takes. Like I have an idea now mm-hmm. of what people have to put in, you know, to get somewhere where you're like, you know, and you know, I'm low on the level of fucking badass mm-hmm. guitar players in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you at least get a glimpse. You're like, oh man, what it fucking takes. You know, you at least know that. You have no idea right. as a kid. You're just like, oh, people. Some people just play guitar great. That's what they think. Right. They think some people are just like good at stuff, and yeah. they just pick it up, and you're just like good, and you sing great. You know what I mean? <laughs> they do think that. Yeah. It's because we see movies. You know what I'm saying? Right, and in right. the movie, it, you know, uh, the dirt. Well, Tommy Lee didn't really practice much in the movie before he was great. Mm-hmm. You know, you see this shortened right, right. framing of something. Right, you don't see all that And you don't see all of yeah. the struggle and all yeah. of the, mm-hmm. you know, people talking shit and all mm-hmm. of your friends trying to get you to go do something else and all right. of the, yeah. you know, like People telling you you can never do anything you're never you play the drums, do, right. play fucking drums, right. just go to college. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, it's funny yeah. stuff. So people haven't idealistic view of the process i think well i think they have a you know a fantasy view i think it's in this book i've been reading that fit that it's called mindset fixed mindset and growth mindset Mm -hmm. that she would say is the the fixed mindset people think that you're either just good at something or you're not you're either smart or you're not Mm -hmm. and that's a view a lot of people have and you know kids don't know any better so they kind of think that you know yeah it's but the other view is that you can learn anything Mm -hmm. and you can get good at anything and there's Um, levels of things yeah that's i mean again Mm. that's what's happening Mm -hmm. with this political bullshit Mm. is that it's either or Mm. it's not understanding that yeah okay we understand that there's racism in the country but it's a pretty low level of racism so they want to make it either or either because there's racism that exists then the country's racist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you, you that, yeah, can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's you an gotta understand, idea. right? Yeah, that there's yeah, yeah. levels, and, and when you understand there's levels, then you can correct mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. levels or, or refine them or make them better, mm-hmm. etc. Anything else to add? Come on. Like they're contradicting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool.